La puta madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Lucha Congratulations. You played for something. Yes, 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 yes. That is a disgusting act. Guess who's back? Lucha Outsiders everywhere. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Did I mess it up? The heel that seals the deal. The villain that stays chilling. The anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Rated R. And our third man on the broadcasting team. The king of hamburger meat. (laughs) From Suplex City, bitch. Yo, 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 yo. Let me speak on this. What's going on? What's going on? And this is episode 112, not the R&B group of the Lucha Outsider Show. And if you miss anything yeah. on today's episode, make sure you download and check out, subscribe, Wait. the podcast version of the show. Donde? iTunes, SoundCloud, Don't Be Fancy, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, LaMesca, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a five-star cross-eyes rating. You, consecrations, bear you, the one of us. It'll most likely be the old man, Leo. L-J-V. La puta madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. Okay, you're only allowed to use that like twice. Listen, and you're done. You're that done. is Leo losing his mind, and that's my new favorite drop on the show. I was actually watching a soccer game. I was watching Argentina, and then they fucking suck, and they can't shoot on goal, and like it, it just sucks. Let's just put it this way: is like watching Hulk Hogan trying to put on the figure four and Arn Anderson for four hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my oh God. God. just saying. That's how bad Argentina was playing. Go ahead. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Putting into wrestling terms. Well, after, uh, I think, a very historic uh, last weekend for the Lucha Outsiders, right? Yeah. We did, we did we, three shows. We kind of yeah. did <laughs> three shows at Jay's because one was already pre-recorded yeah. when we was at the ECW arena, mm-hmm. Sam and I. And You should have had somebody in the back go, ECW, ECW. Okay, well, we had Blue Meanie in the background. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's cool give job, a, by the way. Yeah. Uh, let's give a thanks and a shout out to Glenn. Yeah, yes, two ends, Glenn. Glenn two, two ends. Two ends. Um, we had an excellent conversation with him. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm very proud of that episode. I thought that yeah. episode was amazing. And then we did our regular shtick, you mm-hmm. know, which uh, which Mario said. By the way, Sam, Mario said it was going to be a short show, right? Mm-hmm. And we did an hour and forty five minutes. Exactly. What <laughs> yeah. the hell, bro? Hey, man, I was told we, twenty minutes. We got content out there. No, that's good. That's good. Though. And we've been getting new listeners and yeah. new people that watch the Facebook feed. And, and then we turned Sammy because he was saying that Goldberg and you know, <laughs> you, so you know what, you know what, you know what's funny about that. Uh-huh. I was actually listening. I was listening back to uh-huh. that, right? Were and you screaming like, what the fuck, no, Sam? No, 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 no. I wasn't screaming at Sam. I was just more like, wow, Sam, I can't believe you're giving this pass, right? <laughs> and then the second we were like, we were like, oh, well, Triple H doesn't do like drug tests or whatever. He's like, then maybe there's a loophole there right. or whatever. And I was, <laughs> and I was, and I was like, you know what? You know what? That's it. Show's over. It. Show's over. It, it, it started to click. It started to click. Because when Brock got away with that failed drug test with UFC and then showed back up on WWE TV, 
that's when everything just started. Come to on, play. man. Randy Orton's been doing it for how many years now? Yeah. But the funny thing was, and it, and it hit me to like a couple of days ago uh-huh. when we were talking about that. That was literally the first time me and Leo were on the same page. Because <laughs> right? Leo wasn't saying something I'm not. We were like, True. bro, how can you not True. see this? That was one of the very rare times yeah. that me and Leo were on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. But um, thanks to everybody that just, yeah, that the new listeners and the new people that have subscribed, man. Uh, uh, our numbers have been looking good for the last three episodes we did. Because we did like an episode back to back. Like, yeah. Every day a new episode dropped and a week and later we're doing a new episode now. And we're getting also new listeners from the Los Radio app. We actually had people that had no idea that we did this show. Uh, they were able to find it through the Los Radio app and they were showing us some love. So what up, Felo and everybody else that wrote to us uh, through the app? So go ahead, Mario. Well, um, I hate to always do the show, uh, like start the show this way. I really do. So we don't have to. No, we have to because oh, okay. I think we're a wrestling podcast and we got to talk about uh-huh. it. Um, we had a, a wrestling lost yeah. uh, this week. Uh, uh, UK wrestler uh, Lionheart. Can um, we go a month without a loss, man? It sucks, man. But well, I mean, we're, we're old, Sammy, so I'm pretty sure like all the people that we, we grew up watching. <laughs> well, well, we'll speak for yourself. Well, bro. no, <laughs> no. This guy was our no. age, though. This guy no, was, I know, 30, I know. He was 36 years old, man. Yeah, um, man. And I don't think the cause of death was still released. I think people are starting to speculate what it mm. could be. Drugs. Based on the tweet. That he did like literally fifteen oh, hours like suicide, right, or something. Uh, yeah, I don't want to really go in depth mm. of that because we don't know necessarily. Allegedly. But uh, it's it's a cra- it's a crazy loss. I wasn't too familiar with him, but I mm. did hear the name before. I think he was a current ICW uh, heavyweight yeah. champion. He was. Um, and you know it's just another loss. It sucks, and he was young. Yeah, it's a tough loss. Uh, I'm not very familiar with his work, but I'm sure that there's uh, tons of people in the UK that can name. Thousands of matches that, you know, he's mm-hmm. been a part of that, uh, you know, he's touched a, a, a bunch of uh, the fans over there in, in Europe. So uh, just paying our respects and, you know, thoughts and prayers yeah. to his family and, and uh, friends and fans. Yeah, it definitely. It definitely sucks. You never want to see, especially uh, you never want to see a wrestling loss, right? When, you don't uh, want to see any loss. But, uh, but especially yeah. when they're young, it's like it hits yeah. you a little bit differently because you're like, fuck, man. This person was so young, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, and plus the traje- trajectory that they, they could have had, you know, that what they could have done. Mm-hmm. You know, just take a look at, at one of the most famous ones, Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. What if he was still alive today? Greatest of all time. He'd probably, he'll you know probably I mean? be an agent, probably still working in the WWE. Or... I'm pretty sure he'd probably be wrestling in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, maybe at, like in a part-time deal, you know, yeah. getting that Saudi money. But <laughs> what, what I'm saying is like you take a look at it like – what he could have done like he's already a a legend with what we got to see him Mm -hmm. imagine him reinventing himself now here's something to think about do you think that the wwe would be as um professional with their medical staff and everything like that if eddie and chris hadn't passed away the way that they did Right. And I look at WWE so shit. And listen, I love WWE. Yeah. And I don't want people to automatically, oh, there he goes again bashing WWE because we bashed AEW last week too. Yeah, but, we did. Um, WWE's shady, dude. And that's the, the best way I could put it. They are shady. Don't get me wrong. They have done some changes when it comes to like the medical clearance and not allowing certain performers to perform like an Alexa Bliss, right? But going back mm-hmm. to last week, and we're not going to go on the same topic, but come on, man. Something really bad could have happened between Taker and Goldberg in the ring. Let's go back even further. Taker and Mankind. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but they let Mick Foley come back in the ring. But at the same time, back then, we don't know some of the stuff that we know now. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So it was a different time. It was a, there were more left, if you will. They were 
doing shit that they weren't supposed to be doing. So, like, not saying that I agree with what they were doing back then, but now mm. we know more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I just kind of get shady vibes when it comes to the WWE and sometimes how they, they treat their workers. I'm not saying they treat them all, like, necessarily like pieces of shit, but I feel no. like money talks, man. Yeah, and, and especially, like, if you look at it, like, even with the Eddie death and the Chris death, like, they always try to separate themselves, like, what actually happened. Like, yeah, they paid the tribute at the time, you know, with, with Benoit, and then the, the next, next show, day. he had to go ahead, you know, McMahon had to go and say, you know what, no, we're sorry. But, he literally gave himself a congratulations. But if you look at it, like, they separate themselves from the death, but not from the career of the person. Mm -hmm. Like, they always talk about, oh, Eddie, you know, they found Eddie dead in a hotel room. But from what? Like, they never talked about it on the air. From what? We've heard it from other things. No. But that's where WWE is shady in the sense where, yeah, you know what? We used tests for all these years, and then he ended up killing himself. But how did he get to that point? Yeah. You know, the whole draws thing. Have they ever talked about it? No, it happened in the I, WWE ring. They never mentioned that. I don't think they ever mentioned it publicly that it was D-Lo. No. I don't think they ever said it on that's air. That's what I'm saying. No. Look at the WWE and, like, you know, how they post or talk about it or, or even, even in the video. You've never seen a WWE produced video where they talk about draws and what happened to him because the guy's he's stuck now. You know, he can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's a damn shame. But they are shady. And moving on to like injuries and stuff like that. They, uh the Bellas were at um Jimmy Fallon this week. Yes. And they uh, uh Nikki Bella was talking about, you know, her neck injuries and apparently she has a herniated disc above her metal plate mm -hmm. on her neck and she also said that uh she has a, a cyst in her brain, which was crazy to yeah. me. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah, uh, that's definitely disappointing because I know that the Bellas have uh, literally, like, the Dude, Bella you still Army. still got your WhatsApp open there, Mark. They have the <laughs> Bella Army. Tons of fans uh, that really support the Bellas. Uh -huh. um, I know on the show we've been openly critical about both of them and kind of being uh, sick of seeing them in the ring, but... Um, uh, nobody wants to see somebody go out the way that she's yeah. going out. No, not at all. Cause, and, and especially with all this Saudi money that's going around, I mean, you were bound to see them back in the ring somehow. Right, right. It, it sucks when somebody's career gets cut short beyond their control, when they don't have a say yeah. uh, on how they go out of the business. You know what I mean? So, it, you know. You know, uh, when, I, when I read the news um, and I saw the, the Jimmy Fallon clip, Kind of going back to what you said, Sam, we, uh, we've been very critical on the Bells, and I've been the first one to say they were never good in the ring. They were always mm -hmm. trash. But on the flip no, side... but they were a show. They were, they, they were a show. On the flip side of that, you know, they like you said, they, they have the Bella Army behind them, and regardless on how I feel on their in-ring stuff, mm -hmm. you know, I can honestly say those two characters, the Bella Twins, that's a, that's a void that you don't see in the, in the, in the WWE yeah. no more. Like, there's actually a void in the women's division. Besides, and we're going to talk about stopping grounds a little bit, the only thing I'm really interested in right now is this Alexa Bliss and Bailey match yes. based on what we saw in SmackDown. The, the whatchamacallit, uh, Becky Lynch and what's-her-face, um... What's the the, the, the Southern Bell? I can't. Oh, I forgot her name. Uh, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. That has no steam whatsoever. Like I could give it's two shit. It's a damn shame you don't remember and, her name. <laughs> and yeah, because you know what? I don't no, care I about her. And She's also, a lady. And also Ronda. <laughs> also like Ronda Rousey not being on the show. I think that's hurt the women's division too. So you of have course. 
Ronda Rousey not being around, and now the Bells are retired. Don't get me wrong. Forget about their in-ring product, mm-hmm. but they knew their characters well. They were great heels. Of course. And they were at a superstar status. Yeah. And, you know, nobody could take that away from them. And I'm not a Bella fan at all. Don't get me wrong. They're gorgeous women, but they were trash in the ring. But yeah. that characters, those characters of them being heels, they they stood out. And And you've had a whole bunch of characters that were bad in the ring. Like Goldberg. Is bad in the ring. Absolutely. But a character-wise, he's out of this world. Yeah. I feel like the Bellas actually tried to get better, though. You know? I think they respect wrestling, and they knew the wrestling yeah. business, and I think that their love for wrestling was real. The, While they were getting better in the ring or not, listen, Marie Bella shouldn't have been doing... You're not Daniel Bryan. No, they're exactly. no, they're no Becky, they're no Charlotte, but what I'll say about them is there was a ton of females from their era that just showed up, were a pretty face, did what they had to do, went through the motions. Uh, you know, she gave us a great shout out, but let's put Summer Ray in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the list goes on. I don't need to continue on with the, how many of the, the divas era yeah. females were just going through the motions there. I feel like the Bellas tried to. <laughs> To that's get better, they got in the ring with Daniel Bryan and they try, tried to learn some new stuff, man. That, but that, but that try just sounds funny to me. Yeah, it's like what Sam because Sam's Mr. Positive on the show, he's that very was, optimistic. That was a long ass that, pause, exactly. That try means like I have respect for you, but you were trash in the ring, except I'm actually saying you guys were trash in the ring. But regardless whether they were trash or not, it is sad news, yeah. Uh, what Nikki right. is going through. Yeah, and like you said, it is a void in, in the women's division. Um, this whole Lacey Evans thing is not. Working. It's not connected. And you know what's crazy um, about that feud or whatever? You know, yep. I like if, if you look at that feud, right? Yeah. And you and you actually read the 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 backstory of Lacey Evans. She's actually somebody that that would be like a good role model because you know yeah. she she was a mar- former Marine. She's yeah, she also was. had a fucked up childhood. So this is someone you would want to support, but it's just you don't see the the connection of her character with her backstory, right? <laughs> and. People just don't like. I personally don't care, and this yeah. hurt Becky too. This has hurt Becky because after being a somewhat of an Austin esque at WrestleMania, getting your moment. Let's be honest, her run has not been memorable at all. Can yeah. we go this far and say that Lacey Evans is miscast? Absolutely, I, I don't agree. Think she should be a heel. I don't think she should be a heel either because her story screams out babyface. Right. It would be a great. Like over, uh, um, so you would switch. You would put Becky as the as the heel. I, I don't think the feud we should get be getting this feud. I think she should Not stay yet. in NXT. She should. Lacey should have never been called up. How long was she in NXT? A cup a of coffee. A cup <laughs> I, of coffee. I couldn't tell you. She. Yeah. It's a cup of coffee. She had in NXT. She. She had. She didn't master her craft. She. Mm-hmm. She's not good in the ring. And I. And when she got put in that, you know. It's kind of like a a shoot match with Charlotte. Yeah. The, Lacey Evans was exposed. Now they they've been touching in the promos that she uh, she did a little something something backstage to get something? her push. Do you think that that could have a role? Do you think that she might have been fiddling around with somebody's wing a ding down there? Like who? If you want to suspect, <laughs> I don't know. Who do you want? That's good shit. Oh no, I don't know. It's don't either know. that or Triple H. I don't nah, know. Who, who's got triple. who's got the, the who's power? Got the, who's got the pull? I mean, Michael hey. Pole. Michael, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. That's man. why she's in the vintage, uh, in the vintage gear. I don't, I don't know, man. I actually, I feel like that's maybe just a just, here or there. Just I think a work. Just, I think it's a work. I don't think she. Uh, I think just Vince is just a big fan of her. That, yeah, but is that okay thing for blondes. Okay, yeah. but but Vince is a big fan of hers, right? Right. But 
Vince was also a big fan of Fandango at one point where he was trying to push him. He's also a fan of Lars Sullivan where he's trying to push him. The pro- But the problem is with, with Vince, too, and it's not necessarily a problem. It's you got to understand, Vince, he might like you, but if you do something that turns him off, that's say he drops the ball yeah, with he's you. he's going to be done with his why do you think? And why do you think R-Truth is getting so much TV time? Because he's such a big fan of R-Truth. Yeah, he loves R-Truth. He loves R-Truth. Okay, but let's be real. Let, let's jump around. R-Truth right now is one of the best things that's going on on R-Truth and Bray yeah. Wyatt is the most entertaining yes. things on the main roster. I mean, not come on. The main roster. Come on. The... the um, I, I still call him Spud, but uh, Rockstar Spud, uh, Rockstar Drake, Spud. Ma- Drake Maverick. Yeah, uh, at the wedding, it was great. Exactly, it was fucking great. By the way, his wife is hot. Yes, she's good a for, wrestler too. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. But um, <laughs> yeah, just the fact that he he pitched this idea. Like, mm-hmm. listen, I have this idea, and you know, him winning the title was kind of like a, a little present for Drake Maverick. Like, of you're course. getting what you're getting married, and we're gonna use this in our advantage too. Mm-hmm. The fact that there was a referee, our truth was there. I, I loved the whole segment. And, and he had he had the jacket with no shirt. And, and we got to tie. see and we got to see King Maxwell and Rockstar mm-hmm. Spud. You know. Back yeah. from the TNA days, <laughs> right. make up. They, they squash their beef. They squash their beef. So I, I love all that stuff. I, li- I like the picture when he's like, if we called the truce. He's not mm. going to try to take it from me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it would have been dope if somehow mm. King Maxwell would have gotten the championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for like a second. And then Matt Hardy's like, come here, son. Come here. And Matt Hardy would have called him. Come here, son. And rolled him up. One, two, three. And then he would have been like, I would have loved to see that. But my only issue about the 24-7 championship, mm. forget about the, the title. The European like, championship. The European Television Championship. Yes. <laughs> Forget about the title being ugly looking. Forget about the name of the title. I, the title's already established at this point. Of course, you can't do anything and what, about it. And what they've been doing has been entertaining. Yes. The only tweak I would do to the title mm. is they need to have some serious matches in between all the ha ha he he okay, slapping the knee. But if you have a serious match, that means anybody could come in and try to pin our truth but, or whoever the But the, the same thing is. with the hardcore championship. Once they had the 24-7 rule onto it, they still had serious matches. But then when they would take the title backstage or whatever, all of a sudden a referee. Not. Ah, so when there's a match going on, you can't have anybody interfere. No, you can have somebody interfere, but okay. don't make it all the time where it's a mob of, of yeah. wrestlers okay. chasing somebody. Like They should have regular matches in between mm-hmm. all the comedy. Okay, because by the way, uh, Elias did pin our truth when he was the champ. So just saying, Elias yeah. should be the champion now. Every time I see that mob of people, I think of the Benny Hill song. The circus song. <laughs> that's that's the only tweak I would do to like mm-hmm. I put some serious matches in there in between yeah. all the comedy. Right. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I wouldn't even be uh opposed to them saying like uh people are barred from ringside for this this match, like no interference for this match. And then once the match ends yeah, you, a you can people even have people. Right. Yeah, like you can even have people just waiting on the outside, waiting for the bell to ring. And as soon and as it, it rings, and instead of in. getting necessarily always a mob of people, why can't it just be like a superstar? Let's say Cedric Alexander comes out, mm-hmm. boom, with a candlestick, boom, hits the guy, and then right. pins him one, two, three, and now he's the new champ, and he takes off. And then, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the r truth stuff because mm-hmm. it's amazing, and it just goes to show you this guy's a veteran, and he's. He's another guy that somehow always finds, no matter what they give him, he finds a way to reinvent himself and make it entertaining. Oh, of course. Right. Um, what up to DJ Sal? He's there with us. Jessica Hoffman. Uh, Felo is also there with us. And Flecha from uh, Machachuchets. They're saying, what's up to you, Mario? What's up, guys? What's up? Dale. Um, more on WWE Talk. More. Bray Wyatt, man. We got another Firefly Funhouse this week. And I think we're getting to see... That at some point, whether it's tonight or maybe even tomorrow night, 
I think Bray Wyatt's going to make his return, man. Yeah, he looks like he's getting ready to bust up out of that funhouse and start causing some havoc on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. So let's see where it goes. Um, you know, he might show up tonight, but I have a feeling he might actually show up on Monday Night Raw because I feel more people will be actually watching that even though the ratings have been going down. So, so. Um, who do does he cut? Does he come back as a heel? Does he come back as a face? Who do you think is going to be his first feud? Who? Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. It's a heel. He's getting pops, though. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know yeah. he's getting pops. People but are going to cheer when yeah. they see him. Because he's, he's the best thing going. If if anything, there's an argument to be made that he's been carrying Monday Night Raw for the last month mm, and a half. Yeah. Two months. They're going to cheer for him. Okay, I know they're going to cheer for him, but the way, that, and the way that I see it, the way they're portraying his character, to me, it looks more like a heel. Like, I would like to know the people that are here with us on the Facebook chat. Let us know what you guys think also. But for you, Sammy... Heel or babyface? Bray Wyatt. Um, I think he is a babyface. And it's like almost like an Undertaker babyface. Where, okay. you know, you you might be wanting to boo him just because he's demonic and evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's just so damn entertaining and he does it so well. Okay. And he can go in the ring. We know Bray Wyatt can go in the ring. So. Now he's in better shape too. Yeah. Um, you can only imagine some of the things that he's going to be doing in the do, ring. Do we know where they're going to be tomorrow? Do we know where Monday Night Raw is? Can nah, we look that up real yeah, quick? Look that up. Tomorrow. Uh, this Monday. Oh, yeah. you got it, Leo? You going to look that up? Yeah, yeah man. I, I kind of... I, I feel like regardless whether he's a heel in the face, people are going to cheer regardless because yeah. it's, it's the most entertaining stuff on, on, on both shows, you know, in, in many ways. Yeah, they're, they're, Especially Raw. They're in Washington tonight. Uh, Washington State or whatever. So, um, those crowds aren't really known for being the greatest. Uh, That's... That venue is actually where they had the first WCW match on Raw with Booker T and Buff Bagwell, and that's where Vince decided to put the kibosh on the whole WCW reboot thing. So right here, I'm sorry, Sammy, real quick. Angel of Winds Arena, Everett, Washington, USA. Yeah, if it's, so in, if it's in Washington, I don't know if they debuted Bray Wyatt. And by the way, it's you. sold out already. I don't think Monday I believe that's sold out. Yeah, that's what it's saying here. Wow. Ticketmaster.com. <laughs> I don't believe it, though. <laughs> the way those pictures have been showing up online. I, I bet you there's <laughs> s- lots of uh, secondhand tickets on. And uh, July 8th, they're going to be around here in the Prudential Center. If anybody wants to go, just saying. Nah, I work. Nah, I'm not going nah, to the It'll be all right. Yeah. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. You know what? You get one of those for that. <laughs> I get one of those. I'm just saying. I saw it. I mean, if you if you got kids, I'm pretty sure you got like a five for one deal the way they're giving yeah. away these tickets. It, yeah, man, it's crazy that AEW sells out in 15 minutes, and you know some mishmash pay per view with an atrocious name. They they're having trouble selling it. They, they were they started giving out two for one, uh, two for one deals for the pay per view, and they changed the the poster. They're using uh Becky Lunch now. Becky Lunch. Becky Lynch. I know. I'm just, I, uh, you know what? La puta madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. Speaking of um, the oh, hijo de la remil puta. <laughs> speaking of um, everything that's going with uh, on with the WWE, uh, Sam brought up a good point to me on the comparison of the state of the WWE now is much like MTV, which I thought was a really MTV. Really, yeah, explain. Yeah, okay. um, your, so your, uh, I was listening to Cheap Heat. Shout out to Peter Rosenberg. Uh, Rosenberg. Yeah, Rosenberg. He's a uh, he sounds on like Hot, he's from 90, Alabama. Hot 97. Hot 97. Yeah. Uh, he's big in our area. So um, he's got a wrestling podcast, and he was upset because the WWE was uh, promoting the fact that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins were on the red carpet at the movie awards for the MTV. Which, just, not to, just to add on to that, 
just the fact that they're acknowledging that they're a couple like on the regular WWE, they're hurting both Seth and Becky by doing that. I don't need to see them together. No, we all right. know they're together. We don't need to know. No. We don't need to see them backstage. We don't need to see them smiling at each other, having a conversation. We already know mm-hmm. they're a couple. Right. I don't need to see... You know, kayfabe people kayfabe we don't need to see the women's champ and the yeah. universal champ together it's hurting their characters uh, yeah. hold on real quick uh, Fabrizio O'Brien he's saying that um, Bray Wyatt should be coming in as a heel and DJ South saying neutral from what we were talking about a minute ago remember we have the the delay he'll be a heel that sells too many shirts and gets switched to a face the Rob Bebrick Bebrick I probably fucked up his name uh, and what up to Danielle Cummings who's on with us go ahead Sammy hi Danielle <laughs> so um he was going on and on about how it was a disgrace that WWE was even, mm-hmm. you know, mentioning the fact that the, their talent is at the movie. They're awards. acknowledging. But yeah. here's where I think that WWE is MTV. Back in the 90s, mm-hmm. MTV was relevant. They had yes. great content. You had, like TRL meant something. When you came home from school, you threw on TRL. You did your homework. Uh, you had Celebrity Deathmatch, The and Real Butthead. World, with and Butthead. Um, and they played music videos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I remember waking up in the morning. That's what I put on MTV. Of course. Here's the parallel. Back in the day, back in that time in the 90s, WWE was the shit. It, they had mm-hmm. The Rock. They had Stone Cold Steve Austin. They had The Corporation, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, mm-hmm. Undertaker. That roster forever will be the greatest of roster of all time. Nobody can tell me that like this mo- roster, them, even though yeah. that these guys could work, the Kevin Owens and stuff. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. None of these guys are characters like mm-hmm. the characters from the 90s. You know what it is, too, about back then also? I felt like the wrestlers back then, even some of the wrestlers in WCW, like your Hogan's and your Savages, Goldberg, DDP, all those wrestlers and some the, the wrestlers you named, they felt like superheroes because the character yeah. stood out so much. Yeah. And when they would cross over in the mainstream, they definitely did seem bigger than life superstars. And now, they were big too. And going and if you fast forward to now, and this is as much as I love Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, mm-hmm. they don't seem like super. They don't seem like superheroes to no, us. No. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get don't get me wrong. Best wrestlers in the yeah, world, right? But they don't seem bigger than life like some of the wrestlers we just named. Yeah. So. um Fast forward 2019. When was the last time you watched MTV? Never. I don't even know what kind of content they're putting out there. Jessica Hoffman is saying to me now it's all drama TV, MTV. Yeah. That's what Jessica Hoffman is saying. I know, with the thousands and thousands of commercials of the fucking hills, which I don't give a shit about the hills. Stupid shit. I know. Are they the ones that have like 16 and pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, anyway, go ahead. Parallel to WWE. Parallel. I mean,. Really, I mean, they could be mm. put on the same. I mean, both relevant in the '90s. Now, kind of, <laughs> they're just, dying. <laughs> yeah, going through the motions. They're very uh-huh. big, very, you know, successful. Okay. But at the end of the day, is their content really cutting edge? So, are you, they you, breaking new ground like they used to? You could say the same thing that we were just talking about with the women's back in that time, with the Bellas and the, and the Summer Rays, because. Right now, the way it looks like is they're phoning it into the fans, but only worrying about their shareholders. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that—that's their main focus. When MTV first came out, when the WWE was flying against WCW, they had to worry about the fans because the fans were the ones that dictated where they would stand. Right now, in the nowadays, it really doesn't matter. It yeah. really doesn't matter where we as a fan think of MTV or whatever it is. Like I'll go to YouTube and I'll binge on shit that I used to watch on MTV. Right, you know what I mean. Well, but they, they need—they do need to go back to that. 
here's another parallel. WWE and MTV have always been in bed together since Vince mm-hmm. took over. Remember the rock and wrestling? Yeah. You yeah. Know, all this stuff. Celebrity Deathmatch with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, and I want to get that back. Sunday Night Heat was on MTV. Yeah. At one point. They've True. always been parallel. So I feel like when MTV and WWE are doing, like, when MTV's doing well, WWE's doing well. When mm-hmm. WWE's doing well, MTV's doing well. But they're both f- fucking flopping right now. And I, mean, I don't yeah. know. It, to me, it's the same shit. It, it, it's... It's hard to watch both both channels, so I don't know. I, it was just something that I, I picked up on uh, just listening to another podcast. So, uh, you know, shout out to Cheap Heat and Peter mm-hmm. Rosenberg. Uh, me and Mario have both met him. and, and Yeah, he, Ro- really Rosenberg nice is, a, is a good dude. Um, he used to be like a really big show when he was working in the WWE and his mm-hmm. podcast. I, I fell off his podcast, but the the recent episodes have been pretty They've been easy listens. So, yeah. uh you know, and and regards to what I, how I feel about Rosenberg's uh, certain opinions in the past or whatever, uh, he's he's a good dude. He's always been nice to me. So uh, shout yeah. out to him. Um, let's switch over um, to another brand, another company. Let's talk about AAA that we don't really often talk too much about mm-hmm. AAA on the show, but I definitely want to talk about AAA because uh, last Sunday, Father's Day, after I was chilling with my my father, you mm-hmm. know, late in the evening. Happy I was, Father's Day to you, pops. No, oh, thanks, dude. Oh, um, late in the evening, I was watching a Verano de Scandalo. Did I say that? Yes, right that was good. That was good. All right. Uh, uh, what was the name of it, there, Sammy? Velando de Scandalo. Yeah, 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 All right. Uh, <laughs> Go, you, give me that book again. I'm about to read some. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're not. We're not. We're not, we're not doing it. It's right there. No, it's right there. Come no, on. We're not doing it. We're not doing that. Shout out to Hugo Savinovich. But um, <laughs> so the first thing that when I t- when I put the the because they have a Twitch channel. Yes, they do. So you can watch it for free. So I is it ah ah ah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I noticed is they have two channels. They have one in English and they have one in Spanish. Oh my god! So I instantly English went one. to the English one, right? The English one. Man, when you want to hear two Spanish people butchering the English language, yes, we we have a problem. I don't, I with don't, the Lucha Brothers. I don't know what Conan is doing right now. I was so bad. I was like, listen, I, and and I could, and one thing about me is my Spanish is not all that great. You quiero Taco Bell. My Spanish is not all that great, but. I could understand Spanish, you know, with no problem. I, uh, I listened to the Luis Jimenez podcast, which majority, it is Spanish. Yes. So, um, plus, they, they called you old in the last episode of Luis Jimenez podcast. Bro. So, shout out to them. Um, shout out to Alma. <sighs> Hi, Alma. <laughs> so, I'm only 37. So, I was like, man, I can't do this English commentary. No. So, I switched to the, uh, Spanish, and we were, I was listening to my boy, uh, you know, our boy, Hugo Savinovich. Yeah, yeah. First of all. He still got it, man. Of course, he still got it. Very passionate. He, he's, a, he's a good storyteller. Like what Very what what uh, Jr. is to the English commentary, he's, Hugo is to the Spanish commentary. Yeah, I was gonna say they're very parallel. Very, yeah. very parallel. parallel. Mm-hmm. They both had their, their jobs around the same time. Yeah, both chubby dudes. Both guys that probably shouldn't have been on TV that made it, and they're both very passionate. And, and, and it's funny because Hugo was actually a, a wrestler in PR for a long time, mm-hmm. and he was telling a story on the Louis Jimenez podcast where he went and bit uh, Bruiser Brody's ass <laughs> as part of a match. No, no, but the, yes, but okay. So, so what you have to know is his character was the flamboyant one. Right? right, like back in the day, you know, you had the flamboyant ones. Like, is he gay? Is he straight? Yeah. And he played up to that um, character. Exactico. Exoticos, exoticos, yeah, yeah. in AAA. Right. So he thought, like, okay, this is gonna play good into the match. The people are gonna go crazy. So he went and he bit his ass, basically, with his girlfriend, who now is his wife, is in the stands. 
So he runs around. Bruiser Brody's running up behind him. He said that he hit him with a chair shot that paralyzed his legs. Like he couldn't move. Oh. And Bruiser Brody was his friend. Oh, no. That's the worst part. He was like, I looked at my wife. Everything shut off. And I just fell to the floor. Oh, no. (laughs) So, but... Now you see somebody like Hugo, like he's passionate for the sport. Even now in the day, like when he he goes to like Orlando and he puts things together. Shout out to the Ricans of Wrestling who are actually working with him down there, and they put shows together. That's great in in those inner cities where that's where you need to like connect to people. Right, right. Um, real quick, the the Puerto Rican guy with the mask, the super Boricua, whatever, the wrestler down there. Okay, he's actually a pastor. Huh. So he's a pastor, and they actually made him into a wrestler because they that's how they get to the youth down there. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh, Hugo wow. was talking about it on the LJS podcast. Yes, right? he was. He was talking that's, about that. That's really dope. So, that's cool. um, so that's why you need to habla español there, Sammy. So you one, can I'm working on it. Definitely, give me the book. Give me the book. Definitely, <laughs> definitely some cliff notes on the uh, uh-huh. verano de scandalo. Yes, there was a six man multi man match. Uh, mm-hmm. Killer Cross was in there. Aerostar, and I can't think of. I think Psycho Clown might have been in it. Um, and I can't think of um the other three competitors that were in the in the six man uh, multi man match. But one of the spots that made headlines everywhere was mm. Aerostar jumping off of like the the canopy yes jesus that was Christ. and the dude almost died bro yeah that was yeah, a crazy did. bump man crazy bump. and conan was talking about his podcast because conan books for triple mm. a he was talking about how Aerostar is like i think he's like 40 something he's just an mm. adrenaline junkie right and he said the first thing that when they took him backstage Aerostar asked how did it come out or whatever? Because I think I was off. And then Conan was like, you almost killed yourself. He was like, oh, man, I got to do better next time. <laughs> what the fuck you mean next like, time? Exactly. That's right. what Conan said. He was like, what do you mean next time? By the way, we need to talk to the doctors down there because they actually cleared Conan to get back in the ring. I'm just saying. The guy could barely walk to the well, ring. What and, is the... And that, that leads to another issue about when it comes to the Mexican fan base, too. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. Orale. But, um, yeah, man, it's just a different world over there. Of uh, w- one thing that was really... Two things that were really, really good matches that stood out for me. There was a, a, a mixed tag match. Mm-hmm. It was Tessa and Daga okay. versus Taya and Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid is, like, on the come up. He's, like, yeah. on the come up luchador right now in AAA and all over the place, even out here He's in the hot. States and Indies. He's actually going to be the third mm-hmm. man um, tagging with the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Nice. I think... Uh, I don't know. Fest? I don't know if it's fri- uh, Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen. It's one of those two shows. I think okay. it's in Fight for the Fallen. I think it might be Fight for I the think Fallen so. also. Because remember, the Young Bucks are going against Cody. That's and, uh, right. Fighter That's, Fest. Yeah. Right. I got one, right? Yeah, you got there one. There you, you go. Got, you got one. Yeah, I watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that was, it was a really competitive match. Though. Mm. Both teams were tearing it up. And one thing I noticed about AAA also is they wrestle a stiff style. Yeah. Very yeah, stiff. It, it reminds me a little bit of New Japan in many ways sometimes. And, and it's a good mix. And, and you know I've always been high on, on, on AAA. Mm-hmm. But... It's a good mix between that New Japan stiff style, mm-hmm. but you still have that same luchador style in the same match, mm-hmm. which it's kind of hard to pull off because you can't have this little guy, you know, going up again. But they they pull it off, and they've been doing that for years. There was there was parts of that match I remember. I I'm seeing Daga just giving it to Taya, and yeah. I'm like, damn, like you wouldn't see this in WWE. No, no, no. But um, that was definitely a good match, and also we predicted it on the show so many times. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucha Brothers regained the Triple H Tag Title against the Young Bucks, and the match was very different from the double or nothing um, match, yeah, it but it was still a good match, and it just goes to show you that the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks, they're so good that mm-hmm. they can never have a bad match. I agree. I, they, agree. They, I haven't seen this match, but I... I no, no, and, and they have chemistry. It was a, yeah. it was a, it was yeah. a more Luchador-style uh, match. Okay. Different from double or nothing, yeah. but still 
a great match. And and you need to understand, like if they're wrestling in Mexico, and you're gonna have the the Mexican guys go over, you're gonna have that luchador style. But you actually have to give it up to the young bucks because they're able to adapt to that style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, like they they do their jumps and everything. But if you actually look at their mannerisms when they're doing that luchador style, it is different. Like just the look of it. By the way, did they have any of the mini guys there? Uh, I didn't see no midgets. Damn it! Is that um, a little people? Yeah, little it's, people. It's not minis. PC, I, Yeah, I think P- midget is not a. No, PC no. Thing. I said minis. You said midget. All right. Okay, just saying. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that one where he baseball slides and the guy like, flies off, that's the funniest shit ever. <laughs> I know. I've ever um, seen. Uh, let, me, let me read this real quick. Uh, Bob B. Brick. I'm sorry if I'm messing up your name. Uh, uh, it's not trending enough to hate and what we were talking about before. It's not trending enough to, to hate on Vince nonstop. Nonstop. But the one thing that I never cared for was his inability to let a heel get over with the crowd. Stone Cold Shawn Michaels and The Rock were amazing heels. I get it. It's all about making money. But those guys all went face while at the top of the heel universe. Right. Becky Lynch became a star being a heel. Then switched to face because people loved her so much as a heel. I thought it hurt her momentum actually. She was way hotter on her heel push. What well, she wasn't. I, Thank you, Bob. For that. that was a good point. I think, but they. WWE tried to make her heel, but the fans are so behind her, they made her kind of neutral in a way. Yeah. Yes, she cut only one promo where she trashed the fans, but the fans mm-hmm. were eating it all up. Yeah. They kept on cheering for her, and, and they, they were booing. booing they were, kept booing Charlotte. But so they had to make her. They had to. They didn't have to. They didn't have to. I think she was white hot mm-hmm. last in the end of 2018. Yes, but what the I'm second saying is 2019 hit. Yes. It, 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 they 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 just watered her down because yeah. character wise they changed her character. But she should have still been the badass without. She could still I be know. a badass without trashing the crowd. Exactly, but but by you changing the character, she's no longer a heel. They killed that character when she tapped out at the Royal Rumble. You think so? That that was that a turning was point. A, that was a big turning point. Yeah, I think that 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 really killed her momentum. There's a thousand so ways. So how way you would have finished it? She could have passed out. Yeah, either pass out, you could end it in a schmoz, you could end it with Charlotte interfering, you could mm-hmm. end it uh, where they both knock each other out and it's yeah. a 10 count. There's, the fans wanted so- two things that night. They wanted mm-hmm. to see Seth Rollins win the Royal Rumble. They wanted to see got- Becky Lynch win the Royal Rumble, even though she wasn't in the match officially yet. However, come in, yeah. Regardless of how you started that, that show, whether it was you know, a schmoz or mm-hmm. whatever, the worst thing they could have did was have her tap out because... It totally took the credibility away from her. And man. then on top of it, what did they do with Asuka after that? Oh, forget it, man. They dropped the ball with Asuka after forget it. it. So the tap out didn't even mean shit. And at the time, Becky wasn't even champion yet. So they could have ended it in a DQ. It could have ended in a double count out. You didn't necessarily yeah. need Becky tapping out. And that did hurt her. Mm-hmm. But but they definitely did water down the character also. What, when was the last that, time we got a double count out? It's been a while. In WWE? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell right. you something. That was a regular finish in the 80s. A regular finish. You got Bro, bullshit uh, uh, finishes all the time. A 20-minute Broadway was a regular finish. Yeah. A 60-minute Broadway. The they don't have Broadways in WWE because there's no fucking rules. There's you no should. time limit. Uh, by the way, uh, I have to go. You guys can finish the show. Okay. I'll be back. All right. All, all right, Leo. Well, it was great. Hit my drop. Hit my <laughs> what are you asking for? There you go. So you can use that as much as you want. All right, brother. <laughs> we'll be back. All right. Um. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Uh, they... 
that hurt her, but I don't think that was the only thing that hurt her, that tap out. They definitely watered down her character. She wasn't cutting the the the, the hard-hitting, controversial por- promos that she was cutting in, in late 2018. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. It, it was a complete dropping of the ball. And let's rewind all the way back. Let's go down to, back to 2015, I believe it was, when Roman Reigns was getting booed out of the arenas. Why didn't they just turn him heel and then have him through an organic push or whatever you want to call it uh an organic uh you know push to the fans get back he listen if they would have turned him heel back then he would probably be the hottest baby face right now especially with that whole leukemia scare that we got it, the problem with roman reigns is and i don't blame the talent i don't blame him i don't blame the guy named joe i blame booking yeah. it's it's always Miscast. been it's always been booking with roman and now it comes to the point where I mean, they're they're booking Roman carefully, but at the same time, it's like Shane didn't have to win at um at Money in the Sand three. Roman could have won, and then Drew could have get could gotten the win tonight. And I think Roman's gonna go over tonight. Yeah, yeah. And if you notice, since Roman has come back, there's a little bit of booze now. Yeah. You hear the boos, not as loud as they once it's were back smattering. in the day. It's a smattering. And didn't I say it earlier this year? I was like, depending on how he gets booked, I would not be surprised before the year ends, he completely gets booed. Yeah. yeah. I think he should be like um, like too cool for school, kind of like heel. But they, I feel like at this point it's a little too uh, too late unless he just totally turns on the fans and you know says, you know, you, you guys weren't there for me until – I got my cancer scare. I don't need you guys now. Boom. And then by the end of that heel run, I guarantee you, he would probably be white hot as a baby face, to be honest with you, because it's it's what we've all wanted years with, ago. With all the missed opportunities when it came to Roman of turning him heel, he really should have turned heel the day after WrestleMania when he beat The Undertaker. That was the perfect time because the yeah. crowd was like cursing at him, <laughs> saying all this shit, which it was great. It was a great moment just to watch it on TV. But that was a perfect time for for him to just say, screw you, fans. I beat your hero, The Undertaker, yeah. and drop the mic, and he would have been the top heel. Yeah. Well, it goes back to, like I said, the WWE, sometimes they just miscast these characters, and I feel like Lacey Evans right now is miscast. Because her story screams out babyface, and yeah. we talked about that in the earlier, early yeah. in this episode. If you're going to cast her as a heel, don't bring up the fact that she was Marine. Don't bring no. up the fact that she's that's, a mother. These are all things that we can relate to. That she had a messed up to. childhood, that right. her parents had we, issues. Don't mention all that. Right. We all know somebody in the military. We all know somebody that is a mother that had a, a, a tough uh, upbringing. Why would you bring that up? She's a heel. And the problem and the problem is nobody cares. While her story is good, nobody nobody wants to see Lacey in the position she's in cuz to be honest with you, once she's not ready, she's not good in the in in the ring and there's no steam behind this story and this feud. Yeah. It's like they're forcing it down our throats while the Bailey and Alexa storyline. After this Tuesday SmackDown, they sold me. Yeah, Alexa made it feel real. It Alexa felt it real. Feel... It felt real. Yeah, Alexa. And I feel like some of those things that she talked about were direct towards Sasha. Yeah. Yeah, and it could have been to- towards Bailey too, because you know Sasha and Bailey are best friends. And um, there's a vibe that I get with Alexa. Like she might have watched wrestling once in a blue moon when she grew up, but she wasn't a super fan like a Sasha or a Bailey. I remember uh, listening to a podcast and she made reference to the great Muda and it almost screamed like, 
It almost. I read this online. Right. I did. I, right, I, just, like, I just watched the Great Muda match for the first time, like right. at, at the performance center. She said, "Me and my grandma watched the Great Muda." I'm sitting there just like, I mean, shout out to Great Muda. We just saw him at the ECW arena. He's a legend, and everything like that. But like, it just screamed to me like, and she's younger than us. It, like a very vague reference to wrestling. Please like me. Let me drop this gem right here. You know what? I like Alexa Bliss, man, and and she's yeah. generic in the ring. But one thing I will say about her is she owns that microphone, yeah, she and does. she to- she ripped Bailey a new one. Don't get me wrong, Bailey did come back strong, but man, I, she got a point. Bailey did peak at NXT, and while she her run right now as a champion, uh, Bailey's run right now, I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah, but so far so good. Man, Alexa. Every, no matter what she's given, given right, she hits a home run. Yeah, yeah, and it's got a lot to do with her mannerisms, her little body language, her facials, and everything like that. Well, somebody else is cutting a promo. It's almost like going back to the Glenn episode where Glenn was talking about a, a battle rapper, where you try to take pieces of every everybody else's this and and spit it back at him and try to turn it around. If you're getting a promo cut on you and you're not responding with a facial expression or something like that what are you really doing out there i mean this is a performance a performance art and things like that so like i feel like a lot of a lot of the talent nowadays and taking it back to comparing rosters these guys are just going through the motions out there and then there's others like uh, an alexa bliss a bray wyatt who will take it to the next level and that's why we are like yo I like Alexa. I fuck with uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, you know, who's our uh, truth? You know, taking uh, the New Day. All these guys that will take it to the next limit. And then you got a guy like a Roman Reigns who I feel like kind of goes through the motions with his promos. And you know what? I think it also goes, and not to shit on, on all the talent or anything like that, I think it also goes to show you, I think they give leeway to certain people and they don't give leeway to certain people. I feel like there's yeses to some people and then there's no's to other people. Yeah. I don't I, I don't want to always put it on the talent because we don't work there. We honestly don't know what goes on there. But like Drew McIntyre was just, just did a podcast with Sam Roberts and he talked about like this past Monday Night Raw with the with the back and forth between him and Heath Slater and like, you know, Drew was like, oh, I'm going to give you some money after Heath wanted like pretty much a, a job or like a push in, in many ways to Shane and Shane kind of denied him. Then Drew and Heath, since they have history with 3MB, they kind of had a back and forth and then Drew dropped the money so he could pick it up and then he just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> he said that was all improv. So yeah. I feel like not not discrediting what John Moxley said in, in, in the Wade Keller podcast and the Jericho podcast, but I feel like with all this coming out, you have Sasha taking a leave, John Moxley exposing the WWE stuff that we already like assumed and rabbit. assumed and predict, right? And right. we we you know us as fans, we could see that like why don't let this guy just cut a promo like we know he cut instead of giving him this cookie cutter shit. I feel like now WWE since all this stuff is getting put out there, I feel like WWE is now giving a little bit more leeway to the talent. I, I could see that. Here's one thing that I'll I'll, I'll say. Dolph Ziggler recently has been killing it on 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 the promo uh, end of things. He might be a little over whiny, 
over animated i would say um you know there might be a line where it's like just right and then a little bit over but uh taking it back to like what he has done in the past i mean this might be the greatest he's been on the mic recently and i i feel like he's taking what they're giving him and trying his best to make it and there might be a little bit of truth to what he's saying out there and how he actually feels that like it should have been him. I think it should have been him. I think he he they've missed opportunities with Dolph Ziggler. I don't know how many times already. It's been over ten years. The guy has a world champion ran all over him. Yes, he's been a former world champion, but he shouldn't gotten he should have been the guy. He should have been the guy in the main events when he was hot and th- listen, that pop that he got when he beat Del Rio for the world title when that he cast huge. money in the bank. People wanted Ziggler. Yeah. They wanted him to be the guy, and they didn't do it. To be honest with you, what they should have done, because at that point in time, the brand, they still made the whole brand extension thing. The night before was WrestleMania 29. That's when Cena beat The Rock. They should have had Ziggler cash in on Cena. Yo, the crowd would have been excited, man. Yeah, I feel like everybody leaving WrestleMania that was night. was disappointed. I was there, yeah. I, I was felt, there, too. I was like, ah. I was really? like, man, I hope I was I was like hope, defending it to people. I was hoping there would have been like a loophole or like they would have done something where Dolph Ziggler's money in the bank is open to any championship he wants instead right. of making it brand specific. Right. Man, Ziggler should have cashed in on Cena that night. Here's a, another thing about that night. I still remember defending that that WrestleMania to people because people were like, "Oh, it wasn't really that great. It didn't have a WrestleMania moment." You know, and I'm like, "What do you mean? Like Undertaker versus CM Punk, blah blah blah." That was that was Undertaker's last great match. Yeah, let's look back at the World Heavyweight Championship match. It was Del Rio versus Jack Swagger. No! No! Now, if any match needed a boost or a WrestleMania moment or a, that was it. That you know, that was that was it. I mean, man, it would a would a pretty crappy storyline. Um, which is kind of like racist, a, a, a <laughs> bit of our political uh, uh, atmosphere right now. Disgusting, right? Um, man, it, it, it was just eh, it kind of blah, you know. It wasn't a bad mania. It just wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like they they did they dropped the ball that night, especially. I understand, you know, the Monday night after uh, WrestleMania is huge, and you got to do something with the, you know, but um, man. Damn, man. WWE just, there's a lot of missed opportunities, man. Um, can I can I touch on something real quick? Yeah. 2011, I was at Capital Punishment <laughs> in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I went to that pay-per-view. I actually have a ringside chair from that, that show. Yeah. The opener. Do you want to know what the opener was? And you know what's funny? I remember... Uh, a couple of months ago, we were we were hanging out and we were going through like the years. Remember? Yeah, going through the match card. We were going and... through match cards and we we're like, "Damn, this is pretty bad." The opening match to Capital Punishment in June. It was June twentieth, two thousand eleven, I believe. Was Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler for the United States Championship, and people were getting it again tonight. That's big. It, it's crazy how. Uh... You know, it, it the Kofi thing is, is you know why we shit on WWE so much. The Kofi thing was probably one of the greatest things that we've gotten this year from the WWE. Yeah, I I I was fucking crying, man. I I teared up, choked up, man. man. It was an emotional win, man. Every I, time I talk about it, I feel like I start getting goosebumps, man. Because that Kofi win at WrestleMania, and you know, 
this is just us even having a conversation. This has nothing to do with the list of Mario. But man, if there's one thing positive about the WWE, is Kofi Kingston winning that WWE World Championship. And you know what? His run has been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's had great matches on Monday Night Raw, great matches on SmackDown. And I'm sure him and Ziggler are going to tear it up tonight. It's in a cage tonight, right? Yeah, it's a cage match. We'll see what well, happens. Well, we'll get to the present. Um, so going back to um, because we completely went left and started talking about a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, so last week and in previous shows, we talked about. Well, I always talk about how I hate wrestling fans, but we definitely specifically talked about how, um, we had the fan at the ECW arena that that got involved with the whole Taya thing. Yeah. And then while we were having that conversation, uh, our boy, um. Fucking uh, the Samoan werewolf. Uh, what is it? Uh, Jacob Fatu. J- Jacob Fatu. He got involved with some shit with a fan or whatever. And I, some some guy in our Facebook was like, "Oh, well, the legal standpoint, there should have been a, a a railing there or something because you know the railing was like separated." I'm like, "Yeah, but there's been wrestling shows where there's been no railing there, and fans won't get up, they won't get involved. Right. That fan knew exactly what he was doing. PWG. Exactly. They don't have a railing." I don't think there was even railings last night for the CZW Tournament of Death. I could be wrong, but I don't. I didn't see any railings in some of the videos that I saw. The minute you get within arm's reach and I'm, and you're approaching somebody in uh, an aggressive way, an aggressive manner, you you're fair game. You can you catch you catch your hands and feet. You getting yeah. involved in in what they're doing in, in, in you know. What they're doing in the ring, or what, what, uh, how they're getting involved in the performance? Like, get out of here! And I, and I get it from a legal standpoint. We're like, oh well, he might have a lawsuit there, but like, he sh- he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, well, he did know what he was doing. And, and shout out to Jake for putting him on his ass. And Good then, for him, man. And then following the Lucha Outsiders page on Instagram. He also, um, he's also been uh trending besides the the video that came out. He's also been trending because it looks like um. WWE and AEW, they're kind of gunning for him. I think they, they want to sign him up, and he's a tremendous pick, man. Yeah. That dude is a, the full package. He's the second coming of Umaga, man. Yeah. And I feel like Umaga He's a monster, great. bro. Yeah, Umaga was great. Yeah. To me, Umaga's underrated. Yeah, really underrated. Really underrated. A big guy that can go. I would have loved to see Umaga versus Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe we could see Jacob versus Samoa Joe down the line. Who knows how fast... Uh, They'll get him on the main roster. Who knows? We'll see. Um, if he goes to WWE. So speaking of fans getting involved, a, a very disgusting video came out last week also. Um, Scarlett Bordeaux, uh, she's been in making the headlines too. Uh, Impact Wrestling granted her release. Uh, her boyfriend, Killer Cross, is still with Impact Wrestling. But um, there was a video that came out, and it was the night before um, Verano de Scandalo from AAA. They had another event. And I think it was a, a women's multi-man match or some type of tag match. And Scarlett was near, like, ringside, and a fan just grabbed her and started fondling her, man. Yeah, I saw And that. the it security didn't do shit, man. And it it's just weird. disgusting. I hate wrestling fans. Man, wrestling fans that act this way or act the way they acted with the Jacob Fatu shit or, or the fan, the idiot from Philly, you guys are the reasons why... People look down at wrestling and wrestling fans. It's because of you idiots that yeah. do dumb shit like this. Yeah, don't give us a stigma, guys. Come on, let's do let's do something positive for the culture, man. Be be involved in the show, but don't go grabbing people. What's wrong with you? You nuts? Don't be spitting on people. Can I spit on you? No, I can't. I just don't get why fans feel like they 
deserve this. Like they're so entitled, man. And and don't get me wrong, we could we could criticize and we could have opinions about the product, but like when they're performing, you could boo, you could yell, you, but don't make it like you're the show. We're we're the ones that are paying. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like the product, don't go. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just terrible. You know, I mean, uh, I hope that in the next couple of months we don't get any more of these kinds of stories. I feel like there's something in the air when it comes to these wrestling fans that are just getting involved. And I and don't get me wrong, Mexico is like a whole different ball game. But man, I feel like there's something in the air. Like what? Like you gotta be a different level of stupid to try to get involved, especially especially a guy like Jacob Fatu. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. dude's built like a fucking tank. Yeah, I don't know what kind of drink he was drinking that night that made him feel so courageous to step to to Jacob, but um. I, I think he, uh, he learned his lesson pretty fast. So uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, we posted it on the Lucha page, right? Yeah, we posted it on the Lucha page, and I did a little post saying, like, yo. Uh, yeah, go check that out. Like, you got to be a complete idiot, like a different level of an idiot to try to step up to, to him. And it's just, and then the whole female thing with the tie again spit on in Philly, and then this shit that came out in AAA with Scarlett uh, Bordeaux getting, you know, fondled. It's like, come on, man. It's just disgusting. Yeah, when they approach the railing, you know, you can put your hand out to try and get a high five or whatever, maybe slap on the on the upper uh, shoulder there area, but don't be grabbing on people. Like I think from what I saw, he grabbed her by Yo, her midsection. It, it, it was getting, kinda, it, yeah, it was getting close to. Yeah, that's that's not good, man. That's you know, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. That's just. Nah. Let's move on to another company. Let's talk about MLW, which we were very high on the product of MLW. Um, so it, it's been all over the, the social media and the, like the wrestling world, the Sammy Callahan, Jim Cornette thing. And, um, I don't think, I don't think, uh, you and I have had a conversation of Jim Cornette on the shore. I don't think even no. in, in, you know, in our conversations, the regular conversation, I'm not a fan of Jim Cornette. Never liked the guy or whatever. I do like his commentary on MLW. I'll give him credit for that. But I, I feel like to be controversial, he says a lot of dumb shit and, and comes out very arrogant. I don't care if people don't like what I'm saying. I'm just not a fan of the guy. Um, and everybody knows that he's been very vocal when it comes to Sammy Callahan. I think Sammy Callahan is one of the best things going in wrestling right now. Character-wise, he knows his character well. He plays he plays up an act where people he wants to draw heat. And I think that's a very lost art in wrestling where people don't know how to be a heel because you want them to buy your merch. Right. I mean, that's a, a big lost art in wrestling. And uh, I think Sammy Callahan, he, he nails it. So Jim Cornette made some comments about Sonny Kiss um, from AEW's Double or Nothing. And, you know, Sammy Callahan wasn't feeling him. So whether this was a work, whether this was a shoot, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely a gray area there because the reports are saying like, oh, it was a shoot, and that's partially the reason why Sammy Callahan is done with MLW. But it also came out that he also did some damage in, Mil in the in the venue in Milwaukee, where it cost. It was like they ruined some type of bleachers or something during the Mance Warner and Sammy Callahan match. Mm. They had like a hardcore match, and they damaged some things, and it cost them like uh, fifteen thousand dollars or something oh my like that God, for some bleachers. Yeah, it, it could have been more than just bleachers. Jesus. And that's the reason why Sammy Callahan was done with the company. And then other sides are saying it has to do with that, partially to do with that. But Cornette wants him out. But then Cornette's like on a paper appearance type of deal. Um, so there's definitely a gray area. Right. And I might get heat for this. 
I see more Sammy Callahan as being a commodity for the company than Jim Cornette. Uh, you guys can hate me for it. He but, definitely is. But um, I don't, you know, as much as Cornette is good on commentary, I don't need Cornette in MLW. Here, here's one thing. Um, I totally um, disagree with Jim Cornette when it comes to Sonny Kiss. Uh, I touched on it. I posted something on uh, Sammy Suplex uh, at Facebook and uh, on Instagram. Uh, you could read my uh, take there, but um, I, uh, let's just keep it short and sweet. I totally disagree with Jim Cornette when it comes to Sonny Kiss. There are things that I have agreed with with Jim Cornette in the past. Um, this, no, absolutely not. He's totally wrong for what he said. Um, I don't know what he has said about Sammy Callahan. But I'm sure he does not like the fact that he's spitting on people and stuff like that and then then got spit on. But um, I think Sammy Callahan is in his prime right now. He's in his peak of uh, his performance. He's so good, man. He knows his character, like Mario said. He puts on great matches. I've seen him at House of Hardcore uh, multiple times. And he damn near steals the show every time. He had a show uh, uh, with Pentagon. And um, that was the first time I was introduced to Pentagon. And that was during his Lucha Underground days before he, like, became, like, right, hot, like, hot, hot. Right, right. Um, he had a match uh, with, uh, what was his name? Guy from American Wolves. Um, Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards at the last show we went to. They put on a hell of a street fight, you know, after Teddy Hart and Willie Mack and, and – um, Neff, what's his name? Dancing. Uh, Rich Juan. Rich Juan. I'm mad Bo- that he started dancing. They, <laughs> hey, man. I got to get my boogie on sometime. <laughs> anyway, um, they put on a hell of a match, and I'm like, yo, there's no way that they're going to get topped. And here comes Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards putting on one fucking hell of a show, and I'm sitting there like, wow, if any if any match topped that, that might have been it. You know, but... You also can't forget, this guy had back-to-back hardcore matches um, during WrestleMania weekend. He had a hardcore match with Mance Warner and MLW, yeah. and then he had another one with Jimmy Havoc in, in Impact. At Impact. Oh, my God. Yeah. And not only that, he, he's in a relationship with one of the sweetest people in the world uh, of professional Jessica wrestling, Havoc. Jessica Havoc. So I'm, I'm a Sammy Callahan fan. And like I said, he's in the prime and peak of his career. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck about Jim Cornette? They just signed Tony Schiavone. Get rid of Jim Cornette. Man. Well, Tony Schiavone's returning, actually. And I think he's going to, because he, Tony Schiavone, besides doing his podcast with Conrad, which is amazing, it's hilarious, he he returned to wrestling, actually, through MLW. Yeah. Um, And did a couple of shows with them for a while. And then I think since the Philly tapings that we attended earlier this year, yeah, he's been off because he does, like, baseball and he does, like, basketball too and around his hometown so he's always like traveling and stuff okay so that's why he had to kind of step away from commentating from wrestling but i think he's gonna do the i'm not sure if it's the new york tapings or the chicago tapings he's gonna return and i'm a fan of tony giovanni i love the guy um him and jr were voices of my childhood yeah and i told tony that when i first met him and never and i bumped into him at russell contu and and, and I was, he's just a super nice guy and and any any chance I get to hear Tony on commentary, I just pop for, it and I, I can't wait to hear him in uh, in MLW once again. And you know, like I said, I'm not a, a fan of Cornette. I disagree with a lot of his takes. Um, and while I do enjoy him on commentary, I really don't need him in MLW. I, I think Sammy Callahan is a draw. You know, no pun intended to his nickname, but I think he is a draw. Yeah. Uh, when you match the two up in comparison in 2019, you you got to go with Sammy. Um, so MLW, you get the congratulations. You played yourself for letting him go. I don't care how expensive those bleachers were. Yeah, you man. know, 
he he's a commodity right now and you, you don't let somebody like that go especially in the climate right now where you got new japan doing this you got AEW doing that you got wwe doing this and impact here and ring of honor here it's like you gotta you gotta hold on to your guys you, you know so that that's how i feel about it and jim Cornette, uh for what he said about sunny kiss he can go fuck himself <laughs> all right um you mentioned AEW new japan so let's talk about AEW new japan so uh it came out this week also the the friction between a AEW new japan um so john moxley is not going to be at the the first uh night of the g1 that's going to be held in dallas and he's not going to be part of the press conference either because it's in the states this is the first time that a G1 competitor in this tournament is not going to attend the press conference. Mm, mm, so apparently mm. AEW blocked John Moxley from being um, part of this uh, AEW, uh, New Japan show, I mean, at um, Dallas, because it's taking place in the States. He's allowed to travel to Japan and be part of their shows. But there's definitely some backlash and there's some criticism, like, from both companies, AEW and New Japan, on the AEW front is like, oh, you guys are talking about changing the world and stuff, yet you're le- not letting your your talent that you allowed them to do business with New Japan to appear in the first Dallas show. And then there's criticism of New Japan. It's like, well, if you guys knew... Well, you put the strap on somebody. You put the strap on him, yet he's a U.S. champion. And can't work in the U.S. And can't work in the U.S. So yeah. it's like, what, what are you guys doing here? So, I mean... I like and then, this. And, and, and check this out, right? And I know you like this because you're all about exclusivity, right? Yes. But at the same time, then there's criticism on the fans because there's some fans that are like, oh, well, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Yet, if WWE would have done the same shit, right. there would have been criticism on WWE. Oh, this man's a piece of shit, blah, right. blah, blah. Um, let me hear your take on it before I give my take. I like this. And I will say congratulations played yourself to New Japan Pro Wrestling for putting a strap on somebody that they knew that they couldn't utilize in the United States of America. What the fuck are you doing? Okay. Um, I don't blame Tony Khan. I really don't. Um, you, you know, you could say what you could say about me. I think this is New Japan's uh, dropping of the ball. Um, they jumped on the John Moxley train to try and get uh, Buzz. They threw the strap on him. And then th- now... It backfired. Now it's backfiring. Now you can't even use him in America. <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking? We, oh, for ratings, for man. what? To to pop a rating for for um for fucking pay per view? Are you kidding me? Anyway, regardless, I like this. Let's not all be friends here. <laughs> let's stop. It's a war, yes, damn it. Let's stop. Oh, you could use him. Oh yeah, we could use it. Okay, no, fuck that. Let's make it a war. Let's make this a fucking uh, a, a war here, people. Let's have AEW guys here. Let's have WWE guys here. Let's have New Japan guys here. So when somebody else shows up on a show, when their contract is truly up, it means something when they show up on the fucking show. I miss that shit, man. Do you remember the 90s? I, I know, remember man. the 90s, I'm man. I'm switching channels, dude. I remember. I remember. Fuck. I remember. Remember? <laughs> yes. Remember Barry's in this motherfucker, um, man. You remember this? So, I... <laughs> For real, man. I, I would like I, to be excited when somebody else... Like, when Moxie showed up on New Japan, I wasn't even... I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but you... I could expect that. Uh, no, yeah, but you know what? One, it, while I get your take on everything you said, I, I agree with a lot of it. Um, You didn't watch Moxley show up live like I did. and It definitely got me punked up. And once you watch it live, 
and then you hear you didn't watch if you didn't watch it live and then you hear about it and then you watch it you don't get the same feeling that's true all right that is true um I agree. I agree with you 110. percent uh, New Japan definitely gets the congratulations on this one, and I love New Japan. But I gotta be honest here. Why would you put the strap on somebody? Listen, it could have been a schmas finish between Juice and if you don't give wanted to give Moxley the first loss, it could have been a schmas finish or whatever where Juice would have retained the championship because Juice is the guy that is gonna be at the Dallas show. He's like he should have still been champ. How, how about this? How about the Bullet Club just jumps in it and interferes? Yeah, we we could have gotten and, and then we they could, become a tag team or, or something. That you we, they could have gave us something. You didn't have to put the strap on John Moxley. Also, there's there's a bit of a backstory um with this too, which while you kind of praised AEW on this, like you know this, this is on New Japan. At the same time, I kind of give a slight a little slight congratulations to AEW. Because going back to earlier this year, AEW wanted to do business with New Japan. Yet, when um, New Japan... Remember earlier this year, New Japan ran a couple shows in the States that weren't televised or whatever. Yeah, and, in California. And, and Japan and the Japanese town couldn't come to the States due to the... Remember, um, the Donald, remember yeah. Donald Trump closed down uh, the government yeah. and they couldn't get their, their, you know, their visas and shit? Right. Apparently, New Japan reached out to AEW to hey Kenny Omega like I know you guys are going to sign him we want Kenny Omega and AEW put a stop to that so how do you want a relationship with New Japan yet you already fucked up the relationship Ex- in the beginning exactly. when they tried to reach out and uh-huh. Olive Branch you were like fuck that Olive Branch so now so exactly so like I gotta get you can't build a relationship there if you're not willing to help out, especially you have no TV shows, there's no nothing yet, nothing's announced, Double or Nothing is months away, so how can you have some type of relationship with New, J- New Japan if you're already screwing it up in the begin with? Yeah. Like, you're all about, like, and that's why it's just a slight, you know, I think the bigger congratulation here is for New Japan for putting the strap on Moxie, right? But at the same time, let's not all be, like, high-five in AEW, because let's be honest here, you're trying to build all these relationships, right? You're a new company. You're building a relationship with AAA. You're building a relationship with um, OWE up in China, whatever. You you attempted to build a relationship with Japan, yet the first chance you get to, hey, let's try to build a force here, whatever, you screw it up. Yeah, you got a good point there. You got a good point, but I like it. You, I know you like it. And listen, I like exclusivity too. But at the same time, it's like, let's be honest here. The big dog, no pun intended, is WWE, right? Absolutely. So I feel like when partnerships ma- partnerships matter and when there's a purpose for it, I'm all for it. Like, for example, which I kind of made you turn, you know, turn turn the page on this, but like the House of Hardcore Impact Wrestling, House of Hardcore, like as much as we love Tommy Dream or nothing, they're not at an Impact level no, or an MLW level or anything like this. Maybe at one day, maybe one day they will. But I think it was it was a good partnership for Impact and House of Hardcore to do a joint show. Yeah, and you're right. And the thing I didn't like about it was House of Hardcore traditionally has been almost like an all-star show of the independent scene. Whereas where we went to the show uh, you know, in Philadelphia and it was an Impact show with the House of Hardcore logos all around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It good. worked. It was really good. And I had to fucking eat my words. It worked out great, and it was a great show. I had a great time, and I would, I would go again. Yeah. You yeah. know? 
But, um, man, I'm all for the exclusivity. Um, you know, maybe not for House of Hardcore because they're a smaller company. But for some of these bigger promotions. Yeah, especially for these bigger promotions like New Japan. I mean, they got a stacked roster. Mm-hmm. They got AEW, who I feel everybody's saying they got a great roster and everything like that. Yeah, well, they still haven't done a live TV show. So let's see how their roster does on a live TV show because a lot of these guys don't have the WWE experience. And that means something. It does. You know, we saw their production crew drop the ball a couple times, double or nothing already. So hopefully they will get what they need to get on, you know, on tune and get it moving like a well-oiled machine so that, you know, it's starting to look like a really freshly polished production, uh, you know, better than what we saw on on pay-per-view last month. That was last month, right? Yeah, last month. Yeah. Um, a couple of things I wanted to touch on AEW and also New Japan on the New Japan front. It looks like um, you know this uh, this friction also between Ring of Honor and New Japan is happening because some of the New Japan talent don't want to take any more bookings with Ring of Honor, even though they're in bed together. They they want <laughs> nothing to do with Ring of Honor, and it kind it, it hurts my feelings because man, I love Ring of Honor so much, and I still have love for them. I want them to overcome um, this dark cloud that they're in because it is a dark cloud. It's definitely a dark cloud. Um, listen, I think I, I'm, I, while Sam is the optimistic one on this show, I'm very optimistic that Ring of Honor is going to turn around because, listen, nobody thought that Impact Wrestling would have such a great product to do now. You go back three, four, five years ago, Impact was a shitter. I didn't watch the product at all like that. I thought the product was trash. And then the last year and a half, they made a big turnaround and their product's amazing. Yeah, um... I can't speak on Ring of Honor too much because after the G1 Supercard, which is a great show, I haven't really watched it, but I do follow not, their you're Instagram. Not, you're not missing much, bro. Um, They're having a pay-per-view next Friday, and it's getting it's getting no traction at all. Yeah. I saw... Uh, <laughs> what, what's the pay-per-view card? Can we talk about it? Can we, can we look up the I mean, card? the main event is Matt Taven versus Jeff Cobb for the world title. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I like Jeff Cobb, but this man, Matt Taven, brother. Oh my god. <laughs> I look, he um check this outfit. <laughs> it is an it factor in wrestling. And I'm sorry, guys. Matt Taven the, ain't it. We've seen him with the title. I mean Speaking of congratulations to Matt Taven. Matt Taven went on uh I don't know if he said this on a podcast or he said it on Twitter. He said that the Ring of Honor roster is up to par or better than any other roster in other companies. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Look. Um, if you actually think, if you actually think I was just the right guy. See, if that was going somewhere where we had like a, a War of Worlds. L- listen, man. Aren't they doing a War of Worlds coming up? Ring of Honor is just listen. The only buzz Ring of Honor is getting it's bad shit. It's it's bad shit. It's it's not good shit. It's bad shit. <laughs> I, and li- and listen, man. Bully Ray and Delirious are running that company to the ground. Don't get me wrong; they're not going to go out of business because they're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. But man, R- MLW and Impact Wrestling have more credibility than Ring of Honor does. Now, Ring of Honor stood for pure wrestling. Wrestling, damn it. And we have the beautiful people. Don't get me wrong, the gorgeous girls. But 
We have the beautiful people. A uh, fucking stable that was in TNA 10 years ago. It might be even longer than that. Man, what are they doing, bro? Allure. What are we doing, dude? <laughs> what are we doing? Um, like, I, and it hurts me. It really does hurt me. You know why? Because Yuri and X, right? They're my homies. And they have all every right to feel the way they do. They shit on this product all the time. And don't get me wrong, I watched an episode a couple weeks ago and it was really, really bad. But like I still have hope for it. Like I, yeah. I hate to see wrestling after the death of WCW, not so much ECW, because I feel like th- there's no way of saving that. But after the death of WCW, people could be like, yeah, WWF won and all this. I think that hurt the wrestling business more than it did good. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely and, did. And I hate to see, and don't get me wrong, there's so many promotions out there now, but like a, 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 a company. They gave us so much great stars like Daniel Brian Danielson and 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 Sam Punk and so many good talents. Seth Rollins, you know Tyler Black, all these great talents. Kevin Steen, El Generico, all these great amazing talents. To see it just be not even a quarter of what they were and what they stood for, it's depressing, man. Yeah, and you know what? What's crazy is if you don't think that Triple H is sitting there licking his chops, trying to get his hands on Jeff Cobb once his contract's up because this kid has got star written all over him, you know, and probably going to sign Matt Taven too. I mean, they'll probably see what they could do with the kid in in, in NXT. And, uh, you know, you know, I don't see the Briscoes going anywhere, but if you don't think that Yo, NXT Briscoes, is gonna, Briscoes are the life yeah, of the ring yeah, of honor, If you man. don't think NXT is going to raid ROH again, I got to congratulations. You played yourself for you, but – they got to do something, man, because like like I said, Triple H is sitting there just waiting for these guys as a contract so he could just swoop them up and put them on the next takeover. And, you know, then Taven's words might be something we might be looking back on in a couple of years where he's saying that this Ring of Honor roster is. Well, the Ring of Honor, I, it, listen, we know the Ring of Honor roster is good. Yeah. We know they're good. Flip it, Gordon. Flip Gordon, Jay Lethal, uh, Jonathan Grisham just signed a new deal with uh, Ring of Honor, so he's hanging out there for a while they they have great talent it's just they're not having the buzz that they had a year and some change ago because no. they depending on the bullet club the elite they, that's all they depended on they made it the elite show the bullet club show now th- does bully ray do the booking with delirious there or what he he what? does something he does something over there i mean because his takes on busted open radio are great i i agree with him more times than not that's the crazy part about it i'm busted open radio right when he talks about other promotions, he makes a lot of great, a lot of sense. Yeah. But when it comes to the Ring of Our product, it's like I kind of want to. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't tell this to Bully Ray because I ain't trying to get hit in the face. You know, I know my boundaries. Yeah. But I kind of like. I wish somebody would tell Bully Ray, right? Like maybe a, a confidant of his, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm, re- I'm a wrestling fan. He's gonna look at me like, "Listen, you fucking Mark, get the fuck out of my right. face." But like a confidant of his, right? Tell him like, "Dude, you have a great mind of the business." What the fuck are you doing in Ring of Honor? Because you think that he's taking up a roster spot. Yes, I don't need to see Ring. I don't see. I, can see I, that. I don't need to see Bully Ray in 2019 on my TV. I can see. Or that. like, uh, you're... I think Devon gets that. <laughs> That's yeah. why he stays off TV. That's why he got a new, fresh dental work. He got brand new teeth. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Don't you remember the Hall of Fame? No man. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I heard about the uh, hillbilly gym, and after that, uh, I that was it for you. huh? That was it. I don't need to be all all the uh, greats that have the, some of the great stories already in. You got the Piper. We got to see Piper go in. We got to see Bret Hart twice. 
I, I watched Bret Hart go in again. I didn't watch that because I, I felt a certain type of way about They did it. a great job editing it. See, I, You can't even tell that the guy jumped on it. I feel like that Hall of Fame scarred me in a way. Like, I just don't want to go back and watch it. Kind of ruined the G1 Supercard. He did. It did. You know, the G1 Supercard was great, minus the... Minus the Ring of Honor stuff, but um, that was in the back of our heads all the whole night. Yeah, man, that that, that definitely put me in a mood. And then uh, going back to the Ring of Honor stuff, look at Marty Scroll. Look at what they're doing with him. This guy should have been a world uh, champion already. Yeah, he's all elite wrestling. I, yeah, I, I don't think. Same he, with Flip. Flip's he, on his way out. Yeah, there I don't too. think. Hey, I'll be highly, highly surprised if Marty Scroll and Flip Gordon stay with Ring of Honor after yeah. the contract is up. I'll be highly surprised. But um, I'm surprised to see Marty still with the company. If that was the case, you know they they should have put the title on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's still with the company now. That's and the thing. That's entice him to stay. People people just talk without knowing. People like, oh, his contract is over in April. He's gonna be in AEW by May. No, he's not. He, we don't know when his contract's up. Uh, Louis Figueroa says Hall of Fame is a joke. I agree. Yeah, it That's is a joke. Thing. It's just a gimmick. I, I pick and choose who I'm gonna watch. Yeah, the the Hall of Fame is a gimmick, but uh. Uh, let's talk about AEW. One more thing on AEW. Uh, it's been reported by PW Insider uh, and uh, the Wrestling Observer that um, we're starting to get some trademarks for the 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 show that's going to be on TNT with AEW. And it looks like it's going to be a Wednesday night show and it's going to be Wednesday night dynamite. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. We got a little bit of a, a, a red herring with the Tuesday night dynamite, but it looks like Wednesday night. So that means that they're going to be going up head to head with the WWE Network, right? They're going to be going head to head with NXT. And if you really think about it with both of their uh, in-ring work, both AEW and NXT, I think that would be the natural um, we're going to go to head head to head with. Right, right. Not only that, but um, you could watch NXT whenever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watch Wednesday Night Dynamite live, or if you have a DVR, DVR it. Yeah. And then code on the, the network and watch your NXT. That's works a, out for me. It works out for me, too. Um, You want to get into this this Super Showdown stopping grounds card? Because it's pretty much some of the matches that we got from Super Showdown. I saw um a promo that they did for it with Lacey Evans slowly um reading off the lyrics to these boots were made for walking and that's just what they'll do and a man that that was just it was rough yeah you know besides the um, besides the bray wyatt stuff and um the art true stuff that we talked about earlier what the fuck has vince doing man it, it, you know, and that MTV comparison was amazing, man. I, I never looked at it that way until I heard Cheap Heat, and then the way you described it, too, you went a little bit more detail than Peter did. Um, it, it, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, and we all, at the end of the day, want WWE to do better. It's right. not like, you know, when when we, criti- we criticize other companies, too. We don't just criticize WWE, but yeah, I we think... Look at our think, logo, and we gave New Japan a congratulations today. Uh, I think when it comes to WWE, is like... They're doing more wrong than good, while other companies, maybe not bring them on or so much, but yeah. other companies, they might have a misstep here and there, and they might do something that we necessarily don't agree with, but overall, we enjoy the product. Yeah. And yeah. we can't necessarily say WWE. You know, Seth Rollins, I love the guy. Arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. But guess what? I got to give him congratulations, because he said the best wrestling on the planet. Really, Seth? You're going to say best wrestling on the planet, huh? Especially when you got NXT, you know, what the hell? Yo, yo, Seth, check this out, fam. La puta madre que te parió. Hijo de la remil puta. <laughs> like, come on, man. You, you know, I love you, Seth, but not best wrestling in the world. Not, not, I can't, I can't. I tried to watch SmackDown, and I saw the, the B-team versus uh, Heavy Machinery. Mm-hmm. Man, 
Well, you know what? You brought a heavy machinery, machinery. so we're going to start with that match. We got for the oh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, we got Heavy Machinery, which I'm not a fan of, versus um, Rowan and Brian. Dan and Brian. As much as it pains me to say this, I feel like Heavy Machinery is going to win this match. <sighs> Although I do, I like Otis. I like him. I see, I see good things with Otis. He's funny. He's funny, R-Truth funny. He's funny, Colt Cabana funny. He's funny, uh, Santino Morella funny. Man. Um, Heavy machinery don't do shit for me, man. I get it. I get it. People like them, and that's good for business. I think, you know, people like them. If you're a fan, they get pops. Not going to deny that. But me as a fan, they do nothing for me. Um, as it comes to, when it comes to this match between Daniel Bryan and uh, Daniel Bryan Rowan versus Heavy Machinery, listen, Daniel Bryan and Rowan have barely been on TV. So technically, this is kind of like their first title defense. Am I correct? Yeah. They need to pick up this win. They need to retain retain these tag title straps. And listen, the tag team division on both brands, both Raw and SmackDown, mean absolutely nothing. They've man. been hit with that superstar shakeup. It's been horrible. I think they should just um they need to um like uh put the titles together, both Raw and SmackDown, just make it one tag team uh championship. They they I agree with that. They, they need to merge these titles and. You know, we just need to see WWE tag champs, and they defended both on Raw and SmackDown. That, yeah. That's what we need to see. We don't need to see two sets of tag titles because it's hurting both brands. Uh, the the superstar sh um, wild card rule, whatever it's called, um, it's no good, no bueno. And you know, for this case, I think Brian and Rowan need to go over. I agree that they need to go over, but I have a feeling Vince McMahon likes that heavy machinery, and he likes them. That's a good shot. <laughs> Um, let's go with the triple. You know what? You know what it sounds like? It sounds like we're doing a chore right now, going down this card. Like yeah, we, we, do were, it, man. We're, we, we were excited talking about other things and giving our opinions on a whole bunch of other shit. And... I'll tell you what, I'm not watching this paper. <laughs> Good for you, man. No. So, fortunately, I'll probably end up watching yeah. it, but, um, who knows, man? Maybe stopping grounds, you know, maybe there'll be an upside to it. I don't know. Yeah. I use the network for watching, um, the nineties. That's yeah. what I've been doing. I, I watched The King of Ring 98 with my daughter this morning. She loved it. She thought mankind was going to die. <laughs> I think we all thought mankind was going to die when yeah. that happened. Yeah. Um, we got a triple threat, a cruiserweight championship match. We got Tony Nese defending uh, against Tozawa and Drew Gulak. Um, you know, uh, I love Tony Nese. He, I think he's a great, great talent. The only thing with him is there's no character development with him. Mm. He doesn't stand out like a Buddy Murphy. Um... And you know what? You know who has character? Drew Gulak. I'm a fan of Drew Gulak because yeah. he's not your average cruiserweight jumping around. He's a he's a mat technician, and I would not be surprised if Drew Gulak goes over. And that's my pick. He's a guy. He has uh, the signs that say like no flips and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, I could fuck with that. I'll I'll agree, especially because he's a Philly boy, and uh, I grew up uh, in the Philadelphia suburbs in Bucks County. So, shout out to Drew Gulak. Yeah. So you going with Drew Gulak also? Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. All right. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of going down this card and I'm looking at like what matches. I'm like, I'm going from like, like the next couple of matches is just like, it's kind of like superstar of uh, the you know super so showdown of Jace. Yeah. Dwayne Dean says heavy machinery. The new too cool. I could see that, especially with the worm. The boy, the worm. He calls the it the caterpillar. caterpillar. Yeah, yes. yeah. A little fatter than a worm. 
Yeah. Um, Shout out to Otis, though. Let, I like him. Let's go with um, Becky Lynch defending the the Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. Um, we talked about it earlier in the episode. Um, I have I could give two shits about this feud. I give two shits about this match. I feel bad for Becky that she's in this feud that nobody gives a shit about. I think it's hurting her character, but I don't see Lacey going over. I'm going with Becky. Yeah, I'll agree with that one. I'll agree with that one. Um, although... I will say it will not surprise me if some some by some way, shape, or form, Lacey Evans winds up winning the title. I don't see her getting it. I don't see them putting the strap on her just yet because she's not ready. She's just not. She's green, and she shouldn't even be on the main roster. She should be in NXT. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, to be honest with you, with the way they book things, I wouldn't be surprised if she winds up with the title. <laughs> we sound so depressed talking about the Sam <laughs> card. Oh, God. Um, let's talk about uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. This is a rematch from WrestleMania. I really hope Drew McIntyre goes over. I feel like Roman's going to go over, but I really want Drew to pick up this win. I'm, I'm going to go with Drew going over with shenanigans from Shane McMahon leading to some kind of match between between Shane or Drew and Roman down the line with some kind of stipulation. You know, let's touch on Shane McMahon just for a quick second here since this car is just so depressing. Um, You know, a lot of people have been shitting on Shane because he's getting so much TV time, right? Which I agree with. I don't think he should be getting that much TV time. But He's a great heel. He's a great heel, and I love this little stable that he has. Yeah. Like, I really wish they called it, like, something. Like, whether it's the Corporation 2.0 or something. Call it, like, a, give it a name. Because yeah. I like the stable. I like the and fact let's make that... make it bigger. I, yeah, I like Drew McIntyre being involved. I like Elias being involved. Even though Elias is definitely the lackey of the group. Um, and the Revival. The Revival, you know... It, dressing up similar to, like, what the Horsemen used to wear. And, yeah. and you, you know, just... Being behind Shane, I, I, I love this stable that they're building. You know what's my dream? Hmm. My dream is if they do a show in Chicago and Shane just comes out to cult of personality. Oh, that'd be fucking funny. I want that ha- shit to happen so bad. That'd be funny. I really want that. Do you want to so talk bad. about CM Punk's tweet later? Or uh, we can end the show with that. We can end the show. Okay. We can wrap up the show with that. Um, Let's move on to this random tag match, but we know all four guys could go. We got the New Day, Big E, and um, Xavier Woods versus uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Man, I, I want Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to pick the, to get this win. They need to win badly because they've been catching nothing but L's, and I think it doesn't hurt the New Day from catching an L from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they both need a win. Um, I kind of feel bad for Kevin Owens because for whatever reason, he's in this match, and he should probably be vying for the WWE championship, but we got Ziggler there. I mean, you know, um, and, and you know, we'll, we'll tie these two together real quick. Um, with the, with the world title match between Ziggler and, um, coffee Kingston in a steel cage. I will say that as much as I would love to see the hell is that, yeah, that shit. Probably, <laughs> um, Come on, as much as, as much as Ziggler deserves a world title run. And I love Ziggler. I'm a Ziggler fan. He just put out a new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Very interesting since he's a WWE contracted, uh, you know, not employee, but, you know, he's contracted with the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting that he put out a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, and I plan on getting that shirt during July uh, 4th weekend. Um, I don't think he should be the guy to end Kofi's reign. You know, I really want Kevin Owens to take that strap away from Kofi at some point. That's who I want. Yeah. I really want to see Kevin Owens as a world champion. Right. I agree. That, that's what I want. Um, 
But it, when it comes to that match, I well, we know it's gonna be Brock. I know a lot of you know a lot of people think that you know Brock is gonna take uh, Kofi too. Suplex City, bitch. Um, it could happen. I mean, I'm not doubting it. I'm not doubting it. If you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you will if it does happen. But uh, yeah, that's my pick. Kofi going over Ziggler. Um. So, oh, we're already talking. Yeah, Kofi over Ziggler, man. I, I thought I thought we were still talking about the tag match. No, nah, we tied that in because you know in. we tied that. All in right, yeah, yeah. Kofi over Ziggler. Um, like I said, man, think about it like this: eight years ago, in DC, they were opening a pay per view. They're probably going to close a pay per view tonight. Um, shout out to them. That just shows that they they could stick around. I mean, think about who else was on the Capital Punishment pay per view. You had Alex Riley, who isn't there. Um, you had Ezekiel Alex Riley, Ezekiel Jackson, who isn't there. So, I mean, these guys... Stuck. Ezekiel Jackson was so trash, bro. <laughs> He was, he was um, so trash. Yeah, I believe he won the Intercontinental title that night. He went but. to Lucha Underground later. Oh, man. He was in Lucha Underground. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but, At least he did something, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, that just goes to show you that they've withstanded the test of time, withstanded the, the booking challenges that they've gone through and made chicken salad out of chicken shit and... You know, they've had some good stuff, too. Um, so, you know, hopefully they have a great match. I actually will probably go back and watch this match of any of the matches on this card just to see what uh, comes of it. So, yeah, Kofi Kingston over Ziggler, and I expect good things from them. All right. Um, let's move on to the United States Championship match. Um, we saw uh, Ricochet winning a, 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 what was it, a six-pack challenge, I think, or it was like a five, fatal five-way. Um, where he defeated Miz, um, <laughs> he defeated Miz, um, to to you know, to um, become normal contender, and it's <laughs> definitely getting kind of awkward here. Uh, we're not going to talk about that, but I will say that um, you know, I can't quite put my finger on it, <laughs> but I think Samoa Joe is going to win. I think he's going to retain. He needs to win. I don't think Samoa Joe should uh, job out to uh, Ricochet. Um, I will say that if Ricochet somehow does win, maybe Ricochet will have some old Joe submit by, you know, smelling his finger or something. Mm. Just saying. Jesus. Um, I'm going to go, uh, that is a disgusting (laughs) recorded, bro. Anyway, um, I'm going to go with Ricochet. I think, uh, they're putting the, the rocket on this kid, um, he's been giving us some, some decent stuff on Monday Night Raw. It's one of the the things on Monday Night Raw that uh, you can look forward to seeing a uh, decent showing from Ricochet and um, <laughs> a the, different uh, showing of Ricochet, huh? A good show. <laughs> you Listen, know how yo, you know how um, awkward that had to be. Like the next day when he went to like when he went to like the their live event or wherever, and everybody Nick, just looking at him like, <laughs> or be, or be like, hey, what's up, going? Like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, man! Listen, man, listen. We're we're laughing here, or whatever. Regardless of what what came out this week, I, I still view Ricochet the same way. I yeah. think he's an amazing talent, and whatever you're into is, is what you're into. Like whatever I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, it. yeah, whatever floats your boat, and whatever you're into, you're into. That doesn't change my opinion on Ricochet. It doesn't make me look at him differently. He's still a great performer, still a great wrestler. Um, he still sucks at promos, but yeah. maybe now we know why he sucks at promos. Just saying. Yo, uh, what I, what I'll say is I I feel like he. Right now, until he gets his promo work down, is the second coming of Rey Mysterio. What he can be is the second coming of The Rock if he gets the promo work down. Um, 
uh, you know, I I totally think that they're gonna put the title on him. And so you're going with Ricochet on it. This I'm one. going. I'm going with Ricochet on it. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Let's um. So you're going with Ricochet. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's let's move on to the next match. Um. Uh, this match I'm really excited for, man. They they got me hooked on it based on uh, this past Tuesday night on SmackDown. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss, man. Yo, they got me kind of pumped up for this match, bro. I'm really I'm looking forward to this match. Here's the thing. I love when they kind of show us a little bit of what goes on backstage between the talent. And I'm not talking about Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch on the fucking MTV Movie Awards. When I Or talking about what Ricochet does in his private home. Right. When when I could get a bit of um, realness out of a promo when I go, oh, that sounded like that could actually happen. Or, oh, it was that a shoot, brother? You know what I mean? Like, when I hear that in a promo, that's what gets me emotionally invested in a match because what we want is to believe that these two actually have a, a serious issue with each other, you know? Um I'm fully invested in in this one. Uh, besides the Kofi uh, Ziggler match, I actually probably will go back and watch this one. Do I think Alexa goes over? No. I think I'm going to go with Bailey on this one. Um, but I don't think this will be the last time these ladies uh, meet up in the ring this summer. Can I um, throw a, a quick fantasy booking idea real quick? Yes. Real, real quick. Absolutely. And this, you, you know, because you're a fan of this lady, so maybe this will... Remember, remember when we talked about uh, Lars Sullivan and you said like your ears sometimes perk up when you see him in the ring or whatever? Yeah. Remember you mentioned that in the previous episode? By the way, he's injured and nobody cares. Um, and he'll be out for nine months, but nobody cares. Nobody's going to miss him. Right. Um, so one thing I noticed was uh, in this past week, if I'm not mistaken, was um, Iconics were kind of um, not mimicking uh, Bailey, but they were... Kind of like teasing her, saying like, "Hey, we're you know we're the tag champs, we're the tag champs, you know, right? You know, we beat you guys, the tag champs. You ain't got no partner no more, right?" So, we you know, tag team champions. Yeah, that's um, a terrible Australian accent, but, it, but I tried. You tried. That's all that matters. Um, so saw that I'm like, huh, that's interesting because you know, uh, Bailey, you know, is the women's champ right now, right? Right. So why why are they throwing this at us real quick? So then I'm like, okay. Then we see this Alexa Bliss promo that she cut on Tuesday. I'm like, whoa, ho, ho. damn, they just threw gasoline into this fire. Right. Took it to the next level. I'm like, okay. We still don't know where the story between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss is going. As, uh, we know that eventually Alexa's going to turn on Nikki, but when, we don't necessarily know. Okay? I saw that. I'm like, all right. It would not shock me if Alexa Bliss beats Bailey. For the SmackDown Women's Championship. Tonight. Tonight. Okay. Or maybe somewhere down the line. Maybe not tonight. Maybe they continue through them, but she beats her eventually, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been seeing teases that Sasha Banks is getting, she's working out. She's getting back into ring shape. She, she did some stuff for WWE uh, 2K. And she's been teasing like, and you know, there's been reports that she had a talk with Vince McMahon and they came to some type of agreement. We necessarily don't know. And this is all fantasy booking for me. Would not be surprised. Sasha Banks returns. They reform the the the, the whatever connection, right? They challenge the Boston iconic. Hug. They challenge the iconic atrocious name. Um, not the iconics, the the what what you just said. 
Iconics go over, and then Sasha turns on Bailey, and we finally get a heel Sasha. Just a oh. fantasy book guy idea. Where's that bomb? Throw the bomb down there. That deserves a bomb. That's that's good booking, brother. That's good booking. I would like to. I mean, you know, I would I'm like just to a see talker. that. I'm just a talker. I would like to see that at SummerSlam. You know, and that's what I was thinking too. SummerSlam. That should all come to a head at SummerSlam. So, what do you think about that little fantasy booking? Idea? I love that. I love that. That's mm-hmm. that's good booking. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see if it happens. Uh, we've been we've been right on on the show in the past. So hopefully uh, that that comes to to pass. So, um, so your pick for tonight is Alexa Bliss. I'm going with Alexa, man. You know what? And nothing against Bailey. Um, I, I do. I have been enjoying this uh, run as the world as the world champion. That's uh, as the women's champion on SmackDown. I have enjoyed it, and I think this is the this is the first time since NXT since her NXT days that. We've been invested in her. That I've been invested in Bailey. I've been really invested in Bailey. I think the last, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I think the last time I was invested in Bailey was when her and Sasha were feuding and we wanted to see Bailey like turn up. And then they ended up making up and I was like, come on, man. Right. They 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 definitely botched that whole feud. But um, you know what? Um, as much as I I've been enjoying Bailey right right now, I'm gonna go with Alexa on this one. Okay. All right, let's go with Man, the main event, man. And you know what? Baron Corbin gets a lot of heat, man. But uh, he he's the top heel right now. He's one of the top heels in WWE right now. I just, I think visually it's what bothers me. Like the fact that he wrestles in like. A waiter outfit? Yeah. Um, We got Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins. And with a mystery referee that still nobody knows who the fuck it is. Brock Lesnar. If it's not Brock, it's going to be Paul. How about if it's. If you actually think. If you actually think. I was just the right guy. <laughs> How about if it's Hogan? <laughs> no, it's not going to be Hogan. Um, you know what? Um, Baron Corbin gets a lot of heat, man. And people think, oh, Baron Corbin. So I think he's actually really good in the ring. Um, I think the part that... that why doesn't he go back to his old gear? Just a cut-off shirt with his um, wrestling um, uh, jeans, pants that he used to wear. Like, that was a cool look. Like, why can't he just go back to that? I don't need to see him with the, with the, with the button-down shirt. He looks like he's about to tell me that there's no more breadsticks at Olive Garden. Yeah, man. Healing off on me. Yeah, man. What do you mean there's no more breadsticks? Bro, we ran out. <sighs> Seth Rollins is going over. There's no way that uh, that that Baron Corbin wins. Yeah. yeah. Right. Regard regardless of who the ref is, Seth Rollins is gonna use that chair to get out of another sticky situation. Mm-hmm. So I agree, Seth Rollins for the win. Yeah. Well, we covered uh, stomping grounds. It was pretty uh, atrocious. Um, you know, we sounded really depressed covering this. Uh, do you want to so pull up that CM Punk walking. tweet so we could uh, so we could wrap up the yeah, show? Man. Absolutely. Let's, so let's uh, CM Punk, um, you know, wrestling fans, you know, wrestling fans one on one. Let's find ways of being annoying. Um, they keep, you know, harassing CM Punk. And don't get me wrong. I think we all uh, not all, but a majority of the wrestling fan base. While they do shit, CM Punk, you guys are going to fucking pop if he ever returns to any company, whether it's WWE, AEW, whatever. If he returns to wrestling, people are going to pop for it because it's CM Punk. And and regardless of his UFC career being a flop, the guy's an attraction. The guy was a draw, and nobody's ever going to take that away from him. But um, he definitely tweeted out some very, very interesting tweets um, this past uh, this past week. Um, why don't you read them off, uh, Sam? People will always try to get you to be who they want you to be. 
always try to get you to do what they want you to do. The more they do, the less they're focused on themselves. Focus on you and yours and win. Now, bear with me. I got to scroll down a little bit. Since I can't have fun and tweet about movies or baseball without you telling me about wrestling, question for you. Why do you spend time on something you hate? If it's so bad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, leave mm-hmm. it. I yeah. did. Works wonders. I look forward to the intelligent discourse. I like the fact that when you read both tweets, it sounds like you were reading a poem. <laughs> I got to get into character. All right. Hold on. Hold on. That's what he used to do, right? A little. Right? Yeah. Um, can I get? Can I knock myself the fuck out? <laughs> um, I mean, he's got a point, man. He's got a point. If you don't like something, why you keep watching it? Like, and I, and you know, that's been kind of my, you know, thing that I've said on the show a bunch of times. Like, we can still do a podcast and not talk about WWE's WWE's products so bad. There's so much other good shit to talk about. Yeah. Um. Do you do you think he's trying to throw a red herring? Do you think that he's saying all this stuff? Just to throw us off, do you think that he really is never going to come back to wrestling? I mean, we saw him earlier this year throw on the hoodie, throw on the mask, and, like, fuck around and say, do what he said he was going to do on a podcast years ago. Let me, uh, let me tell you something. No matter what CM Punk says, people are still going to expect him to return somehow some point. Yeah, and they're he, still going to bug the shit out of they're him. They're going to still bug the shit out of him. And people, every time there's a show in Chicago, you know, and when AEW does, you know, they're all outs or anytime they're going to expect CM Punk to come out, no matter what. This is what I'll say. I hope fans do not chant CM Punk at all out. Well, they didn't do it at all in, bro. I, I really hope not. And one thing I'll say to Mr. Punk is if you hate wrestling that much, right, then stop doing meet and greets at Pro Wrestling Tees, you motherfucker. Stop trying <laughs> to tease us. And because what you're doing is you're taking people's money that sending, still want to see signals, you. Right. They signals. still want to see you in the ring. And that's fucked up. If you're going to walk away from wrestling, walk the fuck away. Do your fucking comic book bullshit. Get knocked the fuck out in an MMA mat or wherever the fuck you want to do. And stop taking people's money at meet and greets and still trying to live off your wrestling legacy if you hate it so fucking much. Why don't you rip up those fucking royalty checks you get from WWE if you hate it so much? You cock-sucking piece of shit. Motherfucker. Damn it, I'm pissed off. You, but you always defended Punk in the past. I why have, Why are you so mad now at Punk? Because they, cause it's not nothing new that we're discovering now with Punk. He's been like this for years already. Why all of a sudden I'm now? I'm fed the fuck up. Now you're fed up. Right. Why take this so long? And listen, I, I, I listen, I'm a CM Punk fan. I love the guy. But at the same time, I got a real recognized real. I think when I finally turned on Punk was the way the whole Coca Bana situation happened. Like that that was like, you know what? I get it. Sometimes you're a piece of shit to, to you know, you're an asshole to fans at times, but when you're an asshole to your best friend that really didn't that podcast was all punk talking. Like Colt, even Colt was trying to look at the other side of the fence and, you know, if I could be devil's advocate in the podcast. Right. He never mentioned, like, Colt never did anything or said anything bad in this podcast. You know, it's crazy. Colt sacrificed his almost second 
coming into WWE. For Punk. Right. And Punk, like, treated his own best friend or former best friend like a dick. That that was, was like, my last straw. I'm like, yo, CM Punk's a dick. Listen, would I love to see him come back? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to just shit on the wrestling fans or be a fucking dickhead and uh, tweet dumb bullshit like that, you know what I mean? At least give a take. You were involved in the fucking business for 15 years. Give a take. You know what I mean? He doesn't even have to necessarily come back to wrestling. Why? You know what? Fuck uh, Mark Torres or whatever Alvaro or whatever the dude's name that that sucks from commentary in AEW. Why don't he doesn't? Why doesn't he do color on the commentary uh, for, team? I think he's doing color for uh, like the C show. Man, fuck for that UFC. shit. Nobody watches that shit. I don't care about that yeah. shit. Why don't you give us? Why don't you do commentary for AEW? Think it'll be, get a paycheck. Yeah. Do something. My my uh, my thing is, I, like I said, I would love to see him come back. But if he hates it so fucking much, then stop taking the money. And leave it completely. Leave it completely. Walk the fuck away. Stop, you know, stop you know teasing us. You know who's left it completely and and they don't get bugged from wrestling fans? Who? But she's still respected from the wrestling world? Is it AJ? Yeah. She left it completely. She wrote a book, but she doesn't bash it. She doesn't bash the product or nothing. She did things differently. Right. She didn't jump different. on a podcast and, and air her grievances. You and know? you know what? And I don't, she didn't turn her back on her best friend. I don't mind. I don't mind that Punk did the podcast, but because you listen, I was all for it when it first came out. Me too. I listened to it multiple times. That's how good it was. Broke iTunes. But that's the difference between the CM Punk CM Punk podcast and then the John Moxley one. John Moxley didn't sound bitter. No, he didn't sound bitter at all. He didn't sound whiny. He just called the spade a spade. Punk, looking back at it now, right? I'm like, man, just uh, just based on his uh, how he is now, and how he still has like such a negative when it comes to the wrestling world. It's like I feel like in many ways, while hey, he he was wrestling injured and he was sick and he was fucked up and all this stuff. At the same time, it's like I feel like he whined. A lot because he wanted a better position. And I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it because he did deserve it. But he came off more whiny than he did, uh, I guess, just airing grievances and saying what's wrong with the company, if you will. What I will say is there's two sides to every story. So we still have never heard Triple H's take on things. We will never hear Vince McMahon's take on things. Right? Stephanie McMahon. We'll never hear her probably what she thought of the, the 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 real truth from them, their truth, not the truth truth, because there's always three sides of a story, the truth, their side and the other person's side. And let's be honest here. Let's not let's not act like don't let the truth get away from a good story either. Yeah. Let's not act because if it was ever like remember the Ultimate Warrior uh, DVD that came out, the self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior, which you had nothing but wrestling talent, bury the warrior. <laughs> yes. Remember that? Which is a good watch, a good co- comedic watch. But Bobby l- let's not that. act like if there was ever something like, not exactly like that, but something like that, that Triple H, Vince McMahon, or Stephanie McMahon are not going to play up to that and bury the shit out of Punk. Even if Punk might have had reasons to feel the way he does. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and going back to it, he does have a, a good gripe. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted sponsorship on his, on his shorts. They gave it to Brock instead of him. 
Yeah, he had a, at, a bunch of great ideas. And look at it now, you know, uh, going back to when Enzo was still with the company, he had a sponsor with Champs. You know, we've seen other wrestlers now taking advantage of that. Yeah, who Bailey jumped on that when Enzo got, yeah. <laughs> got released. So, um, and Kobe. So you have now these towns doing that, and it pretty much is what Punk wanted. And I think you mentioned, it, I don't know if it was like the last episode, episode or episodes back, where it's like they started making all these changes after Punk left. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he had a documentary that came out that said, you know, I can't make a change by sitting on my couch. Well, he did. He left, and then it almost like the indie push that he wanted, like, sign these guys, sign it my happened. friends. It happened, yeah. It happened. It happened. So um, I, the reason why I'm pissed is because he trashes wrestling. But and he still takes advantage. takes the money like a fucking corny. Yeah. Well... That's all you are, in my opinion. Until you come back to the wrestling business, you're a fucking corny. That's how I feel. And that's how we're going to end the show. So before we uh, give a, you know give our plugs, let's uh, plug LosRadio.com. Uh, this is uh, our podcasting network that uh, Leo's been building. And you know uh, you can follow that at LosRadio.com or LosRadio.com. Um, the website and also Instagram and Facebook. Um, if you have a podcast idea or if you want to, you know, do some type of blogging or anything of of that nature, you know, uh, send an email to Leo and get in contact with him. Instagram, Facebook, or send him an email and uh, he'll get in touch with you. And you know, you guys can figure something out. Uh, Sam. All right. So I just got to give a quick shout out to the rest friends. Just once again, they they sent some awesome stickers and a really cool pin. Uh, so give them a follow. Three great uh, ladies uh, that have wrestling takes on YouTube. So follow them on Instagram and subscribe to their uh, their YouTube channel. Let me uh, let me just go through my Instagram here and see. I've been giving a shout out to people you should be following on uh, Instagram wrestling accounts, and I will give this week's to Hail Haney Art. It's H A L H. A N E Y art. It's funny. I just started following that account today too. Yeah, great, art. great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Not just wrestling either. Yeah, he's got some great stuff here. Um, or check she, him out. or she. We don't know if it's a he or she. Right. <laughs> it looks like a he in the in the profile picture. He's got like a, a art brush in his mouth. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Give well, follow a, that account. <laughs> yeah, follow the account, man. It's it's some really cool stuff, and um, just check it out. I'm not going to say any more about it because you should be following it. So there you go. Mario. You didn't plug your shit. Oh, yeah. Follow me at Sammy Suplex um, on all social media, uh, you know, platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, as Jericho would say. And that's about it. You can find yours truly at Rated R since 87. But if you want all the, the wrestling related stuff, follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere instagram twitter and facebook uh mr suplex handles the twitter i handle the instagram and the facebook um you know we uh got a lot of new uh listeners and people following the page um since last week since we dropped literally an episode in a three-day span we dropped a new episode we finally uh put our uh ecw arena episode you know the land of extreme episode which was episode 110 um we finally released that you know with due to the anchor issues the anchor app issues um the the the, the conversation with glenn was amazing one of the, i'm very proud about that episode so shout out to glenn give glenn a follow too two yeah, ends. yeah. Uh, two ends two ends <laughs> and then we did a regular stick last week um so we dropped a lot of content last week um numbers looking good and 
We came back this week and did another episode. So make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. And that's about it. Why why does it feel like this episode ended kind of like not depressing, but it just didn't end like in a good note. I'm angry, bro. I'm angry. I'm a CM Punk fan. He's taking people's money mm-hmm. and then telling them to go fuck themselves when it comes to the wrestling product. That's what my gripe is. If he comes back, great. But stop taking people's money. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And-, and then telling them to fuck off when you bring up wrestling. Come on. Yeah, you know, it's definitely a... Uh... Like, you know what I wonder? I kind of wonder also, like, what does, like, AJ think about all this? And, like, you know what? I would not be surprised at some point they get divorced. I don't want to, like, screw up their marriage or anything like that. But, like, I would not be surprised they get divorced at some point. He seems like a tough guy to to be around. So, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't Look. Walk away 100%. Don't stay one foot in, one foot out. And then complain about people asking you about professional wrestling if you don't want it walk away completely just stay out of it don't worry about your mma shit right exactly man oh. you you completely turned on punk yet you turned on punk but you can't turn on sasha banks already no man no because the sasha banks story is still b- being written out fuck her man <laughs> <laughs> fuck sasha banks man oh, wow you know, I don't care. <laughs> for Show Fubaleo, for Sammy Suplex, yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Keep it Rated R. And stay too sweet, guys. <laughs>